Oh, you didn't know? Yo ass better call somebody. That's right, it's me. It's me. That L to the EFT. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Painkiller Already proudly presents to you the Internet's number one podcasting champions of the world. The Golden McDuck FPS Kyle, the Minecraft Mage Woody's Gamer Tag, the Submission Specialist Joe Lozon, and the Cigar Smokin' Thesaurus Totin' Wheelchair Rollin' Lefty, the Rape Squad Killers! Let's start the show. <laughs> that, that was really awesome. good. Uh, that was great. Thank you, mid-90s WWF, for that. <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. I, yeah. And, and thank you on a personal level. It was supposed to be my week to do the intro. I wasn't ready and you stepped up. So uh, I was going I was going to make it my week anyway cuz I've been thinking all week about it and I was like, yeah, yeah, like I'm getting into it, getting into it. Even if you came ready with something, I was like, no, no, Woody. I got it. No oh, no. I I I, I got to say, we have a new high watermark now. If, if I aspire yeah, to have the best intro, it, it got harder still. Well, Gosh. you see, but but I, mine was just – the formula was laid out for me. It was easy. I just, I just redid the words. Kyle's was just – that was all him. So I still give uh, a tip of the cap to, uh, to Kyle's intro. Personally. All right. All right. I think oh, I like uh, yours like better. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, Heather is coming. By the way, so for people don't know oh, that she is, huh? the make, <laughs> the make she couldn't wait. <laughs> the, the make Heather uncomfortable thing should happen this show. So, uh, uh, but she she just finished running and needs to, I guess, get pretty or towel something. Off. Primp a towel off. Yeah, imagine what she will. <laughs> Dude, are we gonna play one of the jingles that somebody made on the PK subreddit? One of the intro jingles. Have oh, you got, did you guys see? Are any there, of those? I saw so many of them. Dude, the PKA <laughs> subreddit has been on fire for like a month now. Like it, it, they're they're crushing it. What was you, which one was your favorite? Um, well, I like the like just the little intro jingles, just the bumpers um, that that people uploaded to SoundCloud. But in terms of like the intro intros, I really liked the A team. The A team was so cool. I like so, the A team. I liked Breaking Bad. Uh, link a jingle for me if you think it's not copyrighted. I you see I don't know like I don't know if the guy properly released it and that's kind of an in with you know if the guy says this is mine and they used it without my permission that's kind of an in for the whole copyright thing so I don't know maybe we should secure yeah I don't know how that Breaking first. Bad tune even works like it seems like as big as Breaking Bad is that doom 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 like noise is like like that. I well, no, it's not doom. how it goes, but that's the best I could do. Dunk, <laughs> uh, dunk. Uh, yeah, mine's worse. So str- it's like bass, uh, just strings. Oh, man. If you guys Brian want Cranston us to play a song, it. give us permission when you release it, and we'll be able to stick it on PKA and share it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but the subreddit's been a blast, man. I- I'm getting a kick out of it. Reddit.com slash r slash PKA. You can <laughs> find me there now, too, posting. You guys sucked me in. That's... <laughs> uh... I thought it, I was out. They pulled me back in. There's a suck him in joke in there somewhere. <laughs> mm, Joe, um, when's your next fight? I don't even know. I, I talked to Joe Silva early this week. Uh, talking like August, September, probably closer to September. I don't know. Baby kind of, I haven't been able to train all that much because of baby. So kind of working on all that, get my schedule down. But we'll see. All right. Okay. Hopefully. Um, soon. Find out soon. Extend your win streak. Yep. Yep. It, you know, if it's two, it's a streak, right? 
One is a streak. You're on a one win streak right now. Uh, yeah. Well, is it a streak yet? I think we gotta wait. I think two is a streak. I have just told you. <laughs> you are on a streak. I don't know why you still have questions. Okay, I take it back. I, 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 <laughs> it's a streak. So um, what was I gonna say? Uh, fight Joe. Um, I had a question in there somewhere. I've forgotten. Anyway, oh oh, let's schedule the trip or something. Like it, Kyle. What do you want to do next? Um, shit. You know, I've given it some thought. Uh -huh. I, and and the thing that I wanted to do most because I spoke to someone recently who did it and, and they loved it. It's deep sea fishing, and you'll hate that. You'll hate oh, that. Oh gosh! Because the I... last time you did that, you were sick, and the guy poured a beer on you, and then you, you threatened him, and he he was like, "Pee on me, I'll, I'll submit." And that's yes. a whole different story. But so <laughs> I don't want to go deep sea fishing. Um, I don't think you want any part of fishing. Yeah, you know, as trip, much as yeah, dude, I'm so I'm terrible at fishing, and I don't enjoy it. I wanted to go back to that lake with some explosives or something and blow all those fucking catfish out of the water. I know they're in there. They were looking at us. That river we were at? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're still angry terrible. at them. Yeah, I'm still angry at that. You get a lot of trouble like, fishing with dynamite. Oh, yeah, you get a lot of trouble for that. Well, I mean, I don't think it's something you want to do on video. Kyle, no, we wouldn't video it. Do you really think it was the river that made you sick? I don't know what made me sick. I really, I really don't. It could have been something I had going in, but I think it, I don't react well to absolutely no food and working a lot. Like when, I guess when my body hits, you know, who does? But I, but I vomit when it happens. And I thought that's what it was originally because, you know, that's happened before. Like maybe I didn't eat enough before I worked out and I worked out for maybe two or three hours and did a lot of cardio. And at the end of it, the way I know I've got to stop is I start puking. And, and that's what it felt like. But, it it just kept going into the night after I drank that water, um, and I drank over half a gallon. I drank like half a gallon of water when I got back. We back haven't to told the, the world, camp. but you brought a cheat item. I did bring a cheat item. I brought some tea. He brought, I brought tea. Some, uh, I brought some strawberry tea packets, and we had those. And that did it was good for my morale, but it wasn't really food. Yeah, not at all. It felt good though. It was nice to have something that had like a flavor, and it it, it smelled better than it tasted though. If you guys do another trip, you should bring, like, an, I was thinking about this after the fact, you should bring some kind of emergency pack that you're not going to open, you're not going to use, but in, like, a bad situation, you know, it should be, like, Pedialyte, if we Gatorade, bring water, another If we do of, another trip, we should bring the world's most decorated UFC fighter in terms of, of the night bonuses. Depends on what it is. Like, if, if we do it, if, when I find out what my fight, next fight is, if we do it after, that, that would work. I could do that. Yeah, something like two weeks Oh, after. that would be great. We'd ha what... What if we had you out there and you, you just have won your next fight, but you you got some battle scars? You got a, you got a couple of black eyes or something I on a survival my, trip. It's happened before. It's happened before. Yeah, that would be awesome. Or yeah. Joe just kicks the shit out of the guy. Nah, and nah. It all and then goes on the trip. That's I the, think that's the, the preferred way, but you know we can't always have it like that. Yeah, you got to think about the survival trip, Joe. That's what's most important here. You want to go <laughs> into that looking Let like a hit you a little, would you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or maybe Woody could rough you up a little before we turn the cameras on. Just as long as you're looking battle start out I there. Offer. Don't I'll, I'll, make I'll make it happen. <laughs> uh, I, I guess some sort of hunting trip. Like, what you, like what if? Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 we'll come back. We'll come back. What do you think of okay. Donald Cerrone trying to fight six times this year? Uh, I, I think he could definitely do it. I mean, he's always in shape. He's always good to go. 
Uh, it's you know, I don't think he's going to have six wars, but you know, I, I, I think he could do that. He had a fight like last weekend, and he tried to get one this weekend because I guess he wasn't hurt. He came out pretty unscathed. I mean, he got hit a couple times, did, but nothing major. Did no you cuts, hear that? But... Like one of the guys in his either his weight class or the weight class right above him said uh, like he got hurt. I don't know. He couldn't make the fight, so Cerrone tried to step in. I think it was fifty five. I know uh, Jim Miller was supposed to fight. Uh, I think this weekend against uh, who the hell was it? Who the hell was it? Someone. The the guy if I if I had my facts right, and this is PKA, so I probably don't. The guy was a um his last name was Ellenberg or Ellenberger, but it wasn't yeah, yeah. the Jake Ellenberger's brother. I think it's Joe Ellenberger. That's it, yeah. It was his it was his brother's UFC debut. So yeah. like on one hand he's stepping in like untrained and just giving it a go. On the other hand, this guy gets like fifty seven K to win and fifty seven K to show. And he's like, oh, yeah, for $114,000, I'll beat up this guy in his first UFC fight ever. Yep. He's, and he's a badass. Uh, Cowboy's awesome. He's always ready to go. He had uh, one of his other fights. I think he wrecked a he, – he dumped his dirt bike. It had, like, his, like, stomach space, like, hanging out. And they, they stitched him up, and he fought, like, two weeks later. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> guys, here's, the, here's the coolest thing about Cowboy Cerrone, right? Like, so this guy spends money like you'd not believe. He just runs through it, buys, like, homes and RVs and dirt bikes. And, I like, I don't know. He's got, like, a dozen ATVs and, and like, a ridiculous – like, he buys toys for himself. and all, Like, does he want to go jet skiing? All right. I'm going to need about eight jet skis for me and all my friends to have a good time. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so he doesn't have any savings. Like, and, and when he's broke, this guy fights so mean. And uh, his last fight was like right after uh, tax day. And I'm like, do not take that fight. Do never fight, never fight Cowboy Cerrone right after he paid his taxes because that guy needs cash. So, yeah, anyway, he makes me laugh. I like him. So I, I just looked into it. It, it was for Ellenberger. Dana tweeted, uh, Cowboy texted me saying he just landed in Baltimore. Heard Ellenberger's guy fell out. Uh, he wants to fight and we'll start cutting weight right now. <laughs> what the That's fuck? Insane. That's so awesome. <laughs> uh, He's like something from another from another age of fighting. He's like traveling around yeah. just wanting to beat people I up. I just see him show up with like no corner or anything. Like, yeah, here we go. I'm here. Like, asking fans he's wearing basketball shorts just like well, ready this week to is John again. Jones right I think this week is John Jones so his corners would be there anyways the, they would be there you said yeah he, he trains at Greg Jackson's oh I didn't know that what is it Winkle Johns or something is that what they no I'm, I'm mixing up two camps yeah, I like yeah. to imagine it so that he doesn't have any any guys in his corner and he has to get like some guys selling like beers or something to come help him out right I see him showing up with like last week's fight shorts, still a little bit of blood on him. Like, all right, what, what? I'm ready. Maybe, st- maybe still, maybe still there's some blood on him. <laughs> <laughs> Got to grab a couple of ushers out of the crowd. The guy's selling popcorn. Uh... <laughs> They're rubbing him down out there. <laughs> all right, so do you want to talk about the survival next survival trip potentially yeah. a little more? Oh, so I think, go on, I go think, on. I think my first question is. Lefty, is there any type of trip that you would be cool with doing? Well, I guess what are your limits on, on that sort of thing? And I was going to see if there's any way to mesh up and get, you know, maybe some wheelchair access survival <laughs> trip scenario. Um, like survival, like actual survival. I don't know. Again. Yeah, see, it- that would be the thing. I like. I just. I. I don't think I'm entirely comfortable with that idea. Just the Here, idea of going intentionally underprepared. That's just Here here's my thought. I think that we should do a completely different trip 
in the summer, and then a survival trip with Joe in the fall when hunting season rolls around and after his fight. Right? Because that, that happens at the same time, right? Joe fights August, September, then say late September, October, something will uh, it'll be hunting season, I'll have time to get my license, and uh, it'll be good. But in the meantime, you know, let, let's get a plane ticket to Dominican Republic and, like, take the waterfalls, jump off waterfalls or something. You guys aren't talking about necessarily doing it has to be a survival. You just want some kind of outing, right? For the mid, for me, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that in, yeah. come summertime, we'll just do some sort of adventure trip, and then we'll do survival take two in the fall. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm feeling you now. Um, some things that come to mind, because I know Joe fucking loves it, is paintball. Uh, Love paintball. But we've um, done that to death. We've, we've done some paintball oh, well, a year ago. We can ago. all go to Vegas, play some golf, get some nice rooms going. I, 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 I don't own clubs, and I never have. Um, I got I bought some from a pawn shop one time, and I made weapons out of them. Um, <laughs> what? But, but I don't think that that's the extent of my golfing expertise. Oh, You'd be like 10 cup, just bring a bat or something and a shovel and play like that. You ever see uh, when Rodney Danger? Remember when Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack had the shotgun uh, driver, the twelve gauge driver, and he just pushed a button and it shot the fucking ball. It's like five four hundred yards. Wait, was that Caddyshack two? Yeah. No, I didn't. No. Uh, it's good. Caddyshack two is good. They they got Rodney Dangerfield in there. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's just it just wasn't the same. I don't I know like if Heather it. knows that she's muted. She doesn't. No, she doesn't. Noob. She's all hot and bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to make me... Look how phone. intense her uh, her avatar picture is. She doesn't though. have a yeah. camera on. I'm very intense. Heather, where's your camera? I don't know. It's on. <laughs> the blue That's lights cool. are showing. Uh, oh, were, were they showing before you joined the Hangout? Uh, yeah, maybe. Something else has control of your camera. Okay. One second. You're going to have to close that other thing, whatever it is that was using your camera, and try to hit F5 in your browser to re- refresh it. Woody's webcam tutorial. All right. I don't think you can simulcast a chatterbait. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. There. That's what's wrong. Uh, Hi! There we go. There she is. Perfect. I'm going to show off my, my sports bra. <laughs> I specifically requested a neon-colored sports bra. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear neon. <laughs> it's got some neon in it. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so okay. this is a, a new segment of the show Kyle came up with called Make Heather Uncomfortable. Yeah, and I, I feel like I've come woefully unprepared. I'm just going to – I've got a couple of prepared questions, and uh, then I guess I'm just going to have to freeball it from there because I've, I guess I watched enough Howard Stern this week, hopefully, to, to <laughs> okay. help me here. This is the recipient of all those penis pictures. Because you guys gave me no time to get ready. Oh, you've had a week. You've had a week to get ready. Heather, if you could ballpark it, how many penis pictures do you think you've had since you started this gig? I actually have a folder of penis pictures. <laughs> no. Yeah, I have a folder of them. You Here, keep me... your child you porn? You saved them all? Say that again? You saved them all? Y- yeah. yeah. Uh, no, not all of them. Not the ones from the beginning, but maybe the last two, three months. <laughs> I've saved them. I got some pretty good ones. I got one of Barbie kissing a dick, and I got one of uh, 
a KKK dick that's lefty dick. <laughs> They're pretty good. I like them. It's my little penis arsenal, our little arsenal of penises. Do many of these penises look under 18? Uh, is there a way to tell? <laughs> I mean, isn't it like, you know, after 12 or 13, they all kind of look Yeah, the same. in my case, is like that- after 16, but yeah, I guess... I haven't noticed any ones that do look like they're under the age of 16. How about that? Okay. Oh okay, so just borderline child pornography. Good to know. Moving along. Yeah, you but, might want to delete all of those. <laughs> no, what she's like, saying is that they're, they're only fully developed. That, that's what, what I'm the trying 16 to say thing is. is that if you've ever seen that scene from Office Space where they take the fax machine out in the field, you should do that to your hard drive. <laughs> Yes, I actually just bought a computer this morning that I was going to use for PKA, but you didn't give me enough time to set it up. Well, your computer doesn't matter. You're here now. That's all everybody cares about. You're on camera. you got your sports bra on. It's going to be a good time. I don't know. I kind of want to hear about the computer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, Lefty. Who cares that the audio is screwed up? I'm here. uh, what's, uh, What's the graphics card like? Uh, it's hot. <laughs> work, and that's what they gave me. What temperature is that thing running at? Like forty-five that, uh, Celsius. Like, what do you got going on there? Is that uh, is that aftermarket cooling or? What it's it? definitely not as hot as me. Definitely liquid cooled, huh? That's wet. <laughs> I wonder who would okay. win in a race to to hook up their computer, Heather or Kyle. <laughs> I want to start a race right now. Go. Oh, man. I, it's such a bitch setting it up. Kyle, it's really nice. Come on. I've got... I'll have to pick a monitor, and I'll... I, the monitor... Woody for that. Woody can, Woody can no, I've got talk the, to you for hours. I've You've got the monitor. I've, I've got, got, like, six. monitors just stacked behind me. I wonder if you exactly. can see them. I, I've got six or seven monitors in a room, and I, what I meant was I'll have to pick one of those, and I'll have to hook it up. And I don't know. There's those cords in the back, the blue ones. I don't know what they're called. It's like a hexagon on the back, lots of little pins. I don't. I never know which one my computer's set up to do. I always forget. So like, it takes me. It takes me at least an hour just to get the screen working. Do you have Windows Seven or Windows Eight? Uh, it's Windows Seven. Yeah. See, Windows Eight's my atrocious. problem is I have Windows Eight and nothing works right. Why are we on PC talk? Yeah. We're supposed to be making me uncomfortable. We gave you the floor to make her uncomfortable, and okay. it just... You, what the hell? Standard, I apologize. Heather, you are Woody's Gamer Tag's agent. You are how old? I... I old enough. Old enough, 20, okay. 23. 23 years yeah, old. Yeah, we're going to go with 23. I think that's a good age. When, uh, when did you lose your virginity? When did that happen? Uh, 15. You were 15? 15. Uh, what was this guy? What was this guy's deal? Was he was he your age? Was he older? No, he was my age. Uh, he was a lot bigger than me. So at 15, I was probably about, I don't know, 85, 90 pounds. And he was uh, 5'10", about 250 pounds. So He was a really big guy. Was was this like an overweight guy? What's going on here? No, yeah, he was overweight. So did you enjoy the first time? Uh, No. No? I wouldn't think so. That sounds like a horrible experience. It was kind of a horrible experience, and I was drinking, and yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't like all the... Alright, you're, take, you're taking all the fun out of this now. You're taking all the fun out of it. You made drinking it all, at you made 15. Well, I yeah, never. I was drinking at 15. Wow. Terrible, terrible story Don't now. do that, guys. When was... 21 to drink. 
So we we spoke to your husband about an hour ago, and so we got a few insights. Are you kidding me? So when was the first time that you were with a girl? Uh, oh, that was um, you know, never. It's not what I hear. I've I've made out with lots of chicks. Yeah, I've exactly. done that. Um, but I've never been with a girl. I cannot get over the idea of licking a vagina. And I've been told that's the reason I'll never be a lesbian is because uh, I it just vaginas are ugly. They kind of remind me of wrinkled old grandmas. I don't even like the look of mine. So, you know, I can't imagine doing anything with a vagina other okay. than my own. Well, you wouldn't necessarily have to. What if, what if you were on the receiving end of some sort of lesbian experience? Wouldn't that be pleasurable? Because you know, uh, sure. So you'd be up for that. Yeah. Have you ever suggested something like that to your to your husband? Because I know he expressed some interest. <laughs> I'm sure he would have if you'd actually talked to him. I'm thinking you did actually talk to him. The th- yeah, the three of us called him before Joe made it. It's been about an hour. hour hi, Joe. Now. By the way, I didn't say hi to Joe. How's it going? And Lefty. Anyways, um, it, uh, would I do it? Probably not. Even if it was someone you know you were comfortable with, someone you were. I think with. it would be worse if it was someone I was comfortable with. Oh, if so I you... did do it, it would be like someone I met at the bar or something. I I don't think I could look at the person the same afterwards. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. so. You know, what else would you be willing to do with a lady? Could you maybe use some sort of a device on the lady? Maybe strap something to yourself. Uh, I mean, that's within the realm of possibility. Then you don't you don't have to lick anything. You you can just kind of. That'd just kind of stick it in there with a, a dildo or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean. Because I, I think if, if I was really, okay, if I if that really turned me on, if that suddenly I started watching porn that did that, and I was like, "Ooh, that looks great! I'm gonna try that." I I would do it, but I mean, that just doesn't. I I think you're. It's not something that I would do, but I think it's you're something that I would have 50. no problems doing if that's what turned me on. Yeah, I think you're at least fifty percent lesbian. I might be. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's actually, yeah, maybe, maybe and a little bit lesbian. I do. I, I tend to, to look at chicks as much as dudes, and yeah. uh, compare you're them. Definitely fifty percent lesbian. You, yeah. you, and now that you know your position on this road, you can start taking steps. You know, and, and going. And you're only twenty three, so you've got plenty of time to experiment. Plenty of time. I'll let you guys know as soon as it happens. So you're tiny. Yes. How much do you weigh? You don't mind saying, do you? No, um, I I fluctuate about 95 to 105 pounds, and I think right now I'm about 98. I've lost um, a lot recently. And how tall are you? I am 5'7". Yeah, so you're super skinny, and I noticed you, you told me a story about why your butt is so small. I told you a story why my butt is so small. Yeah, you told me about how small your butt is and how you had to have the the butt implant thing. Oh yeah, that's not because my butt is small, but I do have a butt. My my ass is worth a quarter million dollars, if not more, because uh, they have implanted a medical device in it. It's actually um, connected to my bladder because I have a condition called interstitial cystitis, which is basically like a chronic bladder disorder. Oh, that's right. And that's right. Uh, I went for years with doctors just giving me opiates, and they didn't know what to do with me. I could barely get out of bed. It hurt really bad when I was about 18 or 19. So they implanted this medical device inside my butt, and it cost about $50,000 um, for just the device, and then the surgery cost more. And then it broke because I have no fat in my butt at all. So when you put that's it, what it was. in your butt, is this a butt cheek we're talking about? Oh uh, Yeah, you want to see it? 
Sure well, keep in mind we're on YouTube. <laughs> I have looking at it. I like to pull it out at parties. Let me see if I can. Oh dear. Oh dear. No, it's okay. Can you see it? Lefty's such a prude. Come can on, Lefty. I can. Yeah. I'm going to get in trouble for this. You don't even realize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not showing. It's technically my lower back. There yeah, you go. Lefty. Calm down. Calm down. But yeah, so it's this device implanted in me, and it shocks my bladder, and they don't really know how it works, but for whatever reason, it makes it so I can pee, basically, and so I'm not in pain. Because for a long time, I was having problems peeing, and then I would pee in my pants just out of nowhere. I'd just be standing there, and suddenly I would just urinate. And uh, it got really bad when I was when you're in high school. It's not really cool to pee in your pants. Not at all. Not at all. I learned so, that. Uh, it was really interesting there for a while. And then they, uh, I moved here, and I found a doctor here that's great for my condition. And he put this device in, and they've had to implant it four or five times now because I keep breaking it. Okay, but and that's what I that that was the relation between the two. It was because you had such a tiny butt that you kept breaking it, right? Uh, yes, because I have no fat in my ass. And I yeah, actually exactly. have for donuts and burgers. You've already got the one implant back there. Would you ever consider getting maybe ass implants, like silicone butt implants? I actually told my doctor we should do that. I, when the last one broke, I was like, can't you just put, like, an implant in there to help cushion it? And I have no problem having a bigger butt. That's perfectly fine with me. And uh, he didn't do it. But, yeah, no, I would totally do butt implants. Why the hell not? Did you hear about the guy who was doing like uh, like black market plastic surgery, I guess, in, in his garage, and he uh, he gave the woman uh, butt implants with Fix-A-Flat? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that happened. That's a good plan there. So yeah. that's, that's just a little warning story to you. Give you know, that a try. Maybe that'll don't, work. Don't get any butt implants in a guy's garage. <laughs> He may get his medical supplies from AutoZone. <laughs> so with your butt being so I small, might just go to AutoZone and give it a try. <laughs> how, how, so, so what about anal sex? Is that, is that something that you want to talk about? Um, it doesn't make me uncomfortable, no. No, um, Anal sex is, is not something that, uh, that I do regularly and that I particularly like. Um, and I have yet to really meet a female that really, really does like anal sex. So... Sasha Gray. Um, I've seen them on the internet. Yes. Yeah, I, of I, course you've seen them on the internet. But, yeah, I mean, I... I, it, I, I think should really go in the out hole, and it just doesn't... It, it, it's not a nice feeling, and luckily... All your holes go both ways. Just calm down. Like, I think you're being really judgmental of these holes right now. Luckily, I've never <laughs> been with a guy that was really big on anal sex, so it's never been a, a huge issue. How do you prepare for anal sex? Because that can get messy. Uh, wet lubricant. <laughs> no, but, but how do you make sure there's not going to be a, a poop dick situation? Uh, a poop dick situation? I don't, I don't know. How do yeah. you do that? You guys tell me. Like I, I've never thought about it. It's just kind of happened. The poop dick has. Well, no, it's never. The, I, I can't think of a time where the poop dick has happened. I'm just saying I didn't know that I had to prepare myself. So that it didn't happen. I guess you don't. It sounds like. How big's your husband husband's penis? Because he said it was massive. He's very massive. Yes. He's got a very 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 large penis. Can confirm. How, how large is it? Um, I I don't I don't know. You, you've never gotten the measuring I, tape up. So about I, like. 
years and years and years ago, maybe. But I can't remember. I I mean, you could just look at the thing or look at them in a pair of freaking boxers, and you're like, holy crap. So could you, like, hold your fist up? Hold hold your... Yeah, so, so like, that? I I, I don't... Well, I mean, how do you compare that? How do you... I don't know. Okay, so so maybe maybe wrap your uh, your your right hand around your left wrist. Compare that maybe to something you might be familiar with. It's just a penis. Like he has a, a big penis. The biggest you've like, ever had. I don't. The biggest you've ever had. Uh, yes, yes. By far the biggest I've ever had. He is um very well endowed. Yes. And that's never been a problem for you. Um. Well, I mean, okay. So that's a weird question because I have the interstitial cystitis. It, uh, it it makes sex hurt more than it does for most people. It's considered a chronic pelvic pain syndrome. So sex always kind of hurts for me, especially in the beginning. Um, but with him, I, maybe a little bit more because it is longer, so it pushes on my stuff a little more, like my bladder. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I mean, it doesn't actually push on my bladder, but it affects my bladder. But not not really bad, no. Okay, so this kind of throws some salt in my game now that I know. I know, right? just has this enormous cock over there just swinging low. I guess because my next question was going to be, if you were going to have a three-way, would you want it to be uh, another lady or another guy? A lady. Why? Because I wouldn't want to have, like... Uh, another dude with another dude. Like I wouldn't. Don't. I mean. I guess. The, I'm trying to think of how to word this. Uh. So I um. So, you're looking kind of uncomfortable over there. No, not uncomfortable. I'm just trying know. to think exactly you just made a noise. <laughs> why I would I would prefer a woman over a man because even I don't know, but I knew the answer. I just. I don't know. I think it'd be more fun with a girl, and it would be. But if it were two guys, you would almost certainly be the. It would depend if the guys are like making out with each other. No, no, no. Let's. Like that would be. So that's the difference between like uh, what like uh, MMF and MFM pornography. So MMF is the two guys are bisexual and they're fooling around and with the lady. But that's not what we're talking about here. Your husband dictated that he was not up for anything like that. Did you really talk to him? Yeah. I don't believe you. Told us all about you. You're he right. was not. Uh, he was not um, braggadocious about his penis. He was like, "Oh, it's okay." That wouldn't be true. No way. Yeah. He's like it's fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> you want a picture of my boxers? Show you. Is that what he sounds like? Uh, yeah, no. No, no. <laughs> I think I made a noise. I made a noise. Yeah, you made a noise. Okay. I make a lot of noises. So if it Woody were, knows this when we uh, wait, when wait, we wait, wait. I make a lot of noises. Woody knows this. What are we talking oh, about? No, oh yeah, that's not the best. All right, no, let me explain. Let me explain. <laughs> We're getting the train off the tracks here. I make a lot of um, sound effects. When we went to California and did the Airsoft event, 
we're driving around, and every time Woody turned, I'm like, Aah! and making noises, and I, I freaked them all out, and I remember Hope just staring at me like, what are you doing? I, I make noises. This all happened. It's true. Well, I do. Okay, so in the scenario that the guys are not fooling around with each other, their yes. their their main focus is pleasuring you. I'm all about that. I mean, as long as it's all pleasuring me, that's that's cool. The, but the question was, which would you prefer? I would still I I would still prefer a lady. I'd like to try it. I would I would give it a try if the right. I think you need to talk about. to your husband a little bit though, because he's all up for it too. Yeah, I'm sure he is. I think I think I think the, what's really gonna come away from all of this. Is that is that we're gonna improve your sex life as a whole? We're gonna get some more people involved in it. This is a good show. I'm Let's happy. do it. I'm happy with that. I'm done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Damn you, Heather, for having no shame. <laughs> all right, Joe. <laughs> declare that was victor it? That here. Was all the questions you have. Yeah, uh, get out of here. Go make us some more money. I was expecting way more. Joe, did did Kyle make her uncomfortable or not? I don't. I, I don't know. You know. I, I don't think he quite did the job. Mm-mm. She got the composure. After I just ran my dogs. Oh, yeah, I have a question. Me. I have a question. Yep. Why aren't you better at your job? <laughs> Why do they not sponsors every single episode? Because I suck at my job. <laughs> Why? I, I, did, I did make a mistake this week. Well, I had a sponsor... Um, I actually, I have a sponsor that will only advertise if I can be on a full episode. And but that actually fell through because I was telling them I'd be on this episode, and then it, they ended up not being ready for their sponsorship. Um, so I didn't get a sponsor this week because it fell That's through. A good deal, yeah. But uh, Joe, when you have your fights, do you ever go out there with no sponsors whatsoever? No. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm professional. My manager is professional, and uh, we make sure we have sponsors every single fight. Wow! I see how it is. Joe, I'm just now. Now you look uncomfortable, you right? Now you look uncomfortable. Yeah. So where are we? Uh, where are we at with Nvidia? Um, well, we're waiting. I told you this, Lefty. I guess you want me to tell everybody. We're we're waiting for the right moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you need to prod them a little more. No, no, we we don't want to prod them right now. Maybe maybe over at Nvidia, specific. maybe over at Nvidia, there's some really hot marketing chick that you could seduce and bring oh, back that to your is bedroom. A great idea. That's Sounds really good. that. Mm. I am totally. I'm, I'm all about it. For you having sex for for <clears throat> Nvidia sponsorships, whatever it takes. You're breaking up on me. Am I? It's not for us. Not for, no, not it's, for us. No. It's my computer because you didn't let me set up the new computer I bought. You didn't give me any time. I want to see this new computer. What the hell is it? Oh, no, what it's not a nice computer. It's for Bill. It's it's. I bought it for Bill, but I figured I could use it this one time for Skype. Because this mm. computer is just kind of, it's, it's got a lot of stuff running on it is the issue. So It's just like an HP something or another like 500 bucks i mean mm. like the cheapest laptop just something that would work okay so. mm. Mm. is that the uh the heather segment of the show i guess I'm done. Right. I'm upset. joe who won i think i made it more uncomfortable than kyle but 
I'm going to say that Heather beat Kyle. That was a good question. That was. Like, that threw me off. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting <laughs> to talk about anal sex and, and penises, hey. three ways and all of that. I was expecting all of that. But I wasn't expecting someone to tell me I'm bad at my job. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty harsh. I mean, that's, yeah. You know, I don't think you're bad at your job, Heather. I just would like that's, more money, of course. You know. Yeah, yeah I mean, I did too. Via Woody. Via Woody, of course, because you're Woody's agent, not mine. So. People seem to think I'm your agent, though, too. I think you told people I was your agent. What? At one point. You did... Um, now you're just telling... Wait, 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 episode, I think it was 150. You told people that. Wow, the make lefty uncomfortable segment. I don't think that's true. <coughs> I think you're lying. <laughs> I think you should go back and watch it and get your PKA historians to look back. Shots fired! <laughs> Wow. Or it might have been, okay, wait, now that I'm thinking about it, it might have been on Twitter. But it was right at, after episode 150 of PKA. What did I say? Um, You said, welcome to the team, or something like that. Like, she's my agent, welcome to the team, something like that. I, yeah, I don't remember exactly. It was a exactly. joke, and I was like, yeah, you work for me now. Oh, Mike. now he's guilty. I remember that. No, now I remember it now that she's... she's I mean, technically, I do work for you. I don't really... I don't like the name Agent. That was... You know, Woody always introduced me as Agent, so I kind of went with it. But, I mean, I'm technically willing to help anyone. Nah, but Woody found you first. Woody's got dibs. (laughs) Yeah, no, Woody's... Yeah, Woody's number one. But I'm willing to help you get what you want as well, Lefty, as we have talked about. $10,000 Ten thousand dollars an episode for PK. Let's do it. I'm no. I thought we were at a quarter million now. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, we have to pay for my butt. So quarter million episode. Implants inbound. I know a guy that'll do that for fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> With fix a flat. <laughs> he actually uses um, that uh, great stuff foam sealant. It's a much better fill. Yeah, that sounds like it would work. Expands. Mm-hmm. It makes your butt a lot more taut, too. By the way, yes, those are true forward. stories. Both of those things that just said happened. There was a guy selling fucking ass implants using Fix-A-Flat and that great stuff, and he filled this woman's ass with it, and I'm pretty sure one of them died. And if you didn't die from that, I bet you wish you had died. So who goes into somebody's... Gr- like, oh, I, I've scheduled the surgery for ass implants. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm showing up at a residential like house. Oh, I'm going into this guy's garage. I don't, don't know. Don't you at like, some point say no? Like, obviously, he's really, really desperate to have a big butt. Yeah, and obviously it's, it's cheaper when you go that route. But like, how much cheaper is it, really? I don't know. I'll flick some. You really want to twerk? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would bet it's pretty cheap. I mean, I'll fix a flat your ass for like 100 bucks. No way, man. I'm not taking all that risk for 100 bucks. It's going to take at least a, a grand for it's me. It's not to really my risk. My asses. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess the patient's taking the biggest risk. That sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. I guess they didn't know it was fix a flat going in. The guy just put them under anesthesia and filled their ass up with some chemicals. I wonder what the anesthesia was. <laughs> right? A knock on the head? <laughs> a knock on the head. I don't know. Cheap brandy. This is Mongo, our anesthesiologist. <laughs> Smash. It's whatever's in his uh, medicine cabinet. All right. That's horrible. Those things happen, though. I wonder, and when I think about that, and I know that those things happen, I wonder if those scenarios that you hear about where got, like guys getting drugged 
uh, like by prostitutes and waking up in a bathtub full of ice with a, you know, one of their kidneys gone or something. I wonder if that shit actually ever happens. Hmm. Organ thieves. I don't know. That'd be the worst, right? Like, like you know, steal my car. The insurance will get it. You know, steal my TV. The insurance will get it. If you steal my fucking kidney, they can't insure that. <laughs> We're close to being able to probably grow another one in a 3D printer nowadays, so... Alright. Maybe they maybe they won't have to steal those kidneys anymore. Go ahead, just steal them all them you out. want. I got I got I got No, no, no. Print your own. Money. Stop stealing ours. <laughs> Either way it works. I got I got spares or I can print some up for you, you know, to get a quick run of kidneys. There you go. That really is cool technology. Yeah. I feel like in the in the late nineties and early two thousands, I feel like even in the back of my head then, I, I felt like I'm living in a cool time when lots of big things are happening. But I feel like I wasn't. I feel like uh, that it's it's still advancing at like the same rate. I I wrote a thing on Reddit, and uh, it, someone was suggesting that the first person to live a thousand years old had already been born. And I was like, shit! I was born too too early. This is no good. I just needed another like thirty years, and I'd have been in those days. A thousand years. Get on my level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were talking about Woody. <laughs> Even if that's vastly overreaching, let's say that that we're gonna make it to 150 regularly. Like that's gonna be the new 80. That would have been a nice time to have been in, if it's a you know 150 and you know maybe you've got the mobility of like a 65, 70 year old. You're still all there. That'd About nice uploading our consciousness to a computer. Ah, oh, fuck that. Can we do that? Not unless it can really what? replicate life like the Matrix. If you can yeah, do that, yeah. What if that's be awesome. better? Like you say, uploaded to a computer, but I'm thinking uploaded to a cyborg. What if all of a sudden you're like mega hot and strong and bionic? You think Woody's Minecraft server is nice now? Wait till he has to live in that motherfucker. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, yeah. we're doing an event this weekend. Just so people know, uh, it's uh, it's like a parkour race kind of thing. And it is Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. in the U.K. Or most of it, anyway. No one understands U.K. and your time zones and your Scotland, Wales stuff. People are silly. <laughs> That's why I just say from now on, I just say British Isles. I just say British Isles, it covers everything. Does British Isles get, But I don't think it's all one time zone. Well, well, yeah, close enough. And then people are wanting me to say GMT, but I don't think GMT is accurate either in the summertime. They, like they, it, GMT is also UTC, isn't it? Universal Time Code. I, I think British people are silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and your Celsius. Damn it! I'm starting that debate up again. <laughs> oh, let's no. talk about that. Let's do that. Let's let's talk all about that. Celsius <laughs> versus Fahrenheit. Uh, <laughs> people were mad about that. Like some mm -hmm. people were were like legitimately angry about their Celsius defense, and mm -hmm. you know Woody only likes Fahrenheit because that's what he's used to. They didn't turn that camera on themselves though. If I had introduced the system and said, "Hey, look, I've got this great idea. The weather outside will range from like negative fifteen to about thirty-eight. Let's go," and they'd be <laughs> like, "What? That's a, that's horrible. Like, you know, why would that be a good thing?" I'm like, "No, no, no. Don't you see? It's all based on whether water freezes or or boils," and they'd be like that is not even something that really impacts my daily life. What am I, I a fucking think, chemist? I think we're just looking at 
two two people who who think about the world differently. When you look at your temperature scale, you want it to be all about the you know the temperatures that you feel and experience in day to day life as a human being. Mm-hmm. But maybe someone who's more scientifically minded, who really gives a shit about the melting point of lead and doesn't want it to be like I don't know six or seven hundred degrees or whatever it is. Maybe five hundred. It's low. You know, they think that's silly. They'd like it to be closer to you know a relevant number. That's the way they feel. At this point, I'm willing to just put it all down and go Kelvin Master Race. (laughs) 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 That's it. Kelvin is GTFO. Speaking of lead, Kyle, did you see the Cosmos episode, the most recent one, talking about lead and the like? How the the um, the guy who the first person to properly age the Earth using um, he devised the first clean room and then. Um, mass spectrometers and then, you know, using lead as things degrade into lead and then um, fought against uh, leaded gasoline and stuff because... No, that must be the newest one. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon. It's really cool. It's uh, it's like a, it's more history-based instead of science-based. So How much is it on Amazon? I buy it on Xbox Video. Uh, it's two... I want to say 289 for an HD episode. I want to yeah, say that. That is 299 on Xbox. and I've got that on my card already. Yeah, so it's a it's it's a pretty cool episode. More history based, and you get you know you get a a view of um, a really cool theory on why the the Roman one of the reasons why the Roman Empire became unstable and fell is because they used lead for everything. Yeah, and the idea is that they just slowly went crazy. Yeah, their pipes were lead. Yeah, yeah. The the water they drank every day, the water they bathed in every day, because they had the Romans were really advanced. I I attribute the fall of uh, you know, Western society and the Dark Ages, mostly to the Romans' pipes. That I think that's the, a big part of what what did it and what caused the Dark Ages and the medieval times. That's pretty interesting, actually. Because the Romans were there, man. They were they were at Renaissance level. They were ready to start a Renaissance and, and get some Leonardo da Vinci's and uh, coming out of Rome. But it didn't happen because their their pipes were lead. They all went fucking crazy. You know, it was diminished. Everyone in the in the city was a little bit zany, and it, it fell apart. They 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 overreached, they overspent, and they they killed themselves. And then our entire way of life, if if you consider yourself kind of coming from that part of the world, just diminished for hundreds of years after that. That's why you got guys running around shitting in buckets and riding horses like knights when you should have had people sailing across the world and mapping out, you know, the United States where it is. Mm-hmm. We had to relearn. Maybe it's not a good idea to drink water down, or or pull w- drinking water downriver from where we pour all our shit in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not a good. The idea. Romans had hot water baths. Like, like they were they were very advanced, and they went all crazy. We forgot how to do all that shit for a very long time. If the Romans had only filled Nalgene bottles from the river, how different <laughs> the world would be. Yeah, with that filter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'd have been just puking their fucking guts out. That's what. That's what. <laughs> I, I don't blame the water filter, by the way, because we both literally drink. Out yeah, of it. I, I drank like a gallon of water from that water. filter. Yeah, um, yeah. Filled that bottle up tw- at least two times, maybe three times. So. Yeah, I had two bottles. I drained. Yeah, and, and if I had drank that much contaminated river water, it would have been. My, it, I wouldn't have been able to make it home. I'd have been like shitting my pants or something. Alright then. That would yeah, well, yeah. I don't know what got me sick, but I think it was a 
I think it was just exhaustion. But then I had that thing in my mouth right after it. That is a water. I guarantee yeah. it was the water. You got water in your mouth or something. Yeah, I definitely did get water in my mouth. Like, like yeah. that, that did happen. Like I was, I was swimming as best I can. I can't swim for shit. Uh, he doggy and, paddles. Uh, I wasn't gonna talk about it. All right. First of all, first of all, <laughs> I breaststroked. I breaststroked. Oh my god. And then I got. Uh, I was exhausted, so I went. The dog paddle is the is the default swim that's loaded. <laughs> 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 the dog paddle is not a default swing. It is for me. I don't have any swimming experience. Like, we had a pool growing up, but, like, I'm not swimming for laps. I'm just playing in the pool. He doggy paddles. Why do you send Woody out to, to swim for that turtle? Like, you shoot it, and then you send Woody go get it. If That's that... a, Woody didn't want to get wet. He wasn't prepared. Woody got his line caught in, in a route, and I had to go in to, uh, to get his line uncaught for him. Here's – I'm trying to remember. Oh, oh, here it is. So uh, this is going to sound like a lame excuse, but here, here's the actual truth behind it. I get poison ivy more easily than most people. Like it's a nightmare. It, it, it's really not as bad now in my adulthood, but as a kid, I would get poison ivy that – I swear I didn't even touch it. Like it could blow toward me. I get poison ivy from cashews because they're from the same plant family. And if I ate too many cashews, I would get poison ivy from that. I'm so allergic to poison ivy that I, I took extra precautions. And one of those was wearing long pants pretty much the entire trip. So while Kyle was wearing board shorts and this, like, you know, moisture-wicking technology shirt that, like, dries super quick, I had a thick cotton T-shirt on and long cotton pants. And uh, that's why Kyle did all the swimming, because he was dressed for it. I was really impressed with that shirt. Uh, it was like it was a Nike Air Fit. Oh, God, Joe and his music. Uh, <laughs> Airfit or something, and that thing would literally go from soaking wet to dry in like thirty minutes of just being outside. It's really fast. Maybe maybe less. It seems like it was really fast. Yeah, because I can. I was in the water three or four times that day. He was in and out of the water the whole time, and I was just I was dressed for poison ivy. I still have some. I think. I think I got oh, it. You pussy! No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> poison ivy. I've got. I've been I've been painting my thighs with uh, nail polish to get to kill the chiggers that are in them. I don't want to hear about your poison. Yeah, is that what this is? Because it's just spots. Do they itch? Yeah. You yeah, see? chiggers. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a red it's it's a red dot. Oh, if that chair were to slip. Oh, um. Oh, look at those calves. Ah, yeah. oh, look at them. Total the... calf move. Oh, shut up! I, I can't <laughs> even find it. Peacock in those calves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look at him flexing. Oh, Shut yeah. up. All right, fuck you all. <laughs> trying to show off my goddamn chickers. Um, anyway, yeah, they, they. I thought it was poison ivy, but just in one spot, which isn't very normal. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I um I had a couple of them. I I, I found a couple of ticks. I think we already covered this, but yeah, I, I painted them with purple nail polish because that's all that was in this house, and it's disgusting. It looks like I have, like, fucking AIDS or something. Like, these awful blotches on my thighs. I'm like, shit, I hope nobody sees this that doesn't know me. Woody, can I just interject and say that I, uh, um, your video, I just saw, I was uh, looking at the PKA subreddit, and uh, and I just saw your video, and I just started playing it. I turned it up to 1080p. I really dig that camera angle. I like it. Do you? Yeah, the one where you're, where you know, it's shooting you, and you're turned away from your monitors and stuff. That's that really was cool. Chiz's idea. Actually, mm. I was thinking of 
turning it 90 degrees and having the Black Ops picture in the background. Because, like, yeah, if you guys have never made videos, I know that all the people on this call have, but um, for people listening, maybe they haven't. All you see are the flaws, right? All you see are the flaws. You're like, ah, look at that belly. How many chins do I have exactly? Um, <laughs> uh, and then on that one in particular, I thought I had like bags under my eyes. <clears throat> and if if you pause it right on me, you'll see it's the lighting. The lighting is like from behind me and directly overhead. And uh, if you guys don't know lighting at all, like if you want to look good, you put the light right in front of you. Like right now, Joe's on my camera. He looks like hell. And it's probably this like over the head, overhead lighting thing that he's got going on. His eyebrows are casting a shadow on his whatever you'd call this. Is there? I suck it. I suck it. Yeah, I guess. I wanted to call it bags, but I didn't want to say bags. But yeah. So anyway, if you look at him. His his the his eyebrows are casting a shadow on his eye socket, and that looks bad. So what they do in like any kind of film is they shine light right at you and illuminate your face forward. Like the worst lighting you could have is the one you do at campfires, where you put the flashlight under your chin, and all the, the shadows are in the wrong spot, and you look terrible. But the second worst lighting is the one that you have all the time, which is lights right above you. You know that's why you know you might like look better in your bathroom mirror where the lights are like right on the mirror and they sort of illuminate you forward compared to your living room where maybe the lights in the center of the ceiling and it and it goes straight down. So if I turned, I'd have the windows lighting me forward. That or I could just get off my lazy butt and like get my actual like soft boxes all set up and everything and and illuminate myself. But but I'm glad you like the camera angle. It was the side no one sees, right? It's it's the opposite of what I'm doing right now. And uh yeah, you got to see my monitors. If you remember, Jerry Seinfeld had a girlfriend, I think, who was only attractive in certain light. She was hideous in certain <laughs> light, and she was gorgeous in certain light. And he kept going back and forth, and he would he would never know who he was going to see in, in in each room. Like the restaurant, she'd be hideous. The bedroom, she'd be gorgeous. That's it. On, it's uh, a, on the a porch script. of uh, George's parents' house, awful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a script that would only come out of Hollywood, like the lighting and. The... Um, but you know what? That is great acting on Seinfeld. Great acting, exactly, in a cruddy script. I heard one of the writers. She, she's a uh, she's a it's a woman. She she was on the Stern Show maybe two or three weeks ago, and they were talking about their writing process and how many writers there were and, and how they would come up with the ideas and how picky Larry David was in the whole process. And Stern's like, yeah, that's why it's the greatest written program in television history. And every, and everybody fucking agrees. And they're like, yeah, we got all these rewards and those awards. And they won it every fucking year, man. And you keep saying that the writing <laughs> is poor on this show. And like, 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 you, if you compare the writing of Seinfeld, the writing of Friends, Friends looks pathetic compared to it. Seinfeld is an amazingly written show. Yeah. It's the best written show ever on television in my opinion whenever we like hold a vote as to whether it's the writing or the act or just acting like whether it was well written it's like the vote always comes down to me and however many people there are in the vote minus one (laughs) 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 if you ask eight thousand people it'll be seven nine 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 to one i I always lose this (sighs) i just Uh, can't they're good actors especially um um the guy who plays kramer who, who who later had that? What's Michael Richards? Uh, he's great. Oh but, yeah. But the writing, the writing is what the writing's what did it, I think. Yeah. What did he say that was so racist? He called a guy the N bomb, oh, right? He, he started, yeah, he was doing stand up. He was bombing, doing poorly. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if they were heckling him, 
but I think they were. There was a table of, of black guys that started heckling him, and he just, like, blew up and said pretty much, he's just like, oh, yeah? Well, you're a nigger! That's right, I said it! And he keeps, starts, like, dropping N-bombs left and right, just going ape shit, just saying, like, you know, horrible things, trying to get some kind of a, a laugh, I guess. Or maybe just being an, an being asshole. Being racist, he yeah. Like. He looked like he was just having a racist outburst against these guys who maybe heckled him. Uh, you know, they they had some bad comments too. They were they were saying something like, now that I remember, they were saying um, something about how he hasn't done anything before or after Seinfeld, and how like maybe Seinfeld made him, and he was he didn't have any talent, and he just lost it. And I remember it was right about the time when the DVDs were coming out, and Seinfeld was doing a lot of press. He was going on Leno, he was going on Letterman, he was you know promoting the DVDs. They were coming out, and God knows how many billions he's going to make off those things between him and Larry David. And that's when Kramer decides to go t- to like turn rogue, <laughs> turn rogue. And so Seinfeld's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> He's like having to pull him. A, he pulled him into it. I think onto the. It was either Letterman or Leno. It was one of the shows, and like had him. He apologized on the show, and the the audience was laughing, and they're just like, "It's not funny." It was it was intense. Uh, I am. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm thinking. Joe, how does the UFC handle like public relations stuff like that? Because John Jones was recently like apparently either somebody who had access to oh. his Instagram account or him in like he was hounding some guy who was trying to troll him. Do you know the full details behind this show? Because I, I um, do, I can fill you so in. I, yeah, I mean, I read about it on Reddit, but that's all I can say. I mean, I, John, John Jones supposedly. Uh, Francis said he's dropping like n bombs and all kinds of stuff, talking to someone, talking trash online, and like just posting comments on photos. And then he, first he said his phone was stolen, and then he said that he hired a PR company to kind of help him do stuff and you know boost his social presence. And that you know someone you know basically ran amok with his with his account, thinking it was someone else's or, or whatever. Um, so as all the fighters, we signed like a it's like a pretty open. Um, kind of social conduct, kind of you know, contract saying that you know that they can terminate us, fine us, all this other stuff based on you know we need to basically act like good guys for the most part. I mean, lack of a better term. And if we do anything that's like super inappropriate or makes the brand look bad or anything like that, then they can take they can take um, there are repercussions for everything and they can take action. It, it's all pretty open. And basically, what it comes down to is you know you're going to do what they say or they're going to cut your contract and they're going to fire you. Has I, it has it been implemented before? Um, there's been people that have said stuff and they've had to apologize. Like I know Matt Brown said some stuff about you know how like uh like you know talking about how I don't understand why people want to watch fighters like Ronda and, and, and you know other girls like that. You know if they took off their clothes, I'd watch, but that'd be the only. <laughs> oh no! There was you another know, guy. They asked him who he wanted his next opponent to be, and he chose Obama. <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was Jacob Volkman, I think. Okay. He said he actually got visited by the Secret Service. <laughs> really? I guess nothing really came of it, though. Like they just kind of they they did show up at his house, but nothing happened. So then he ran his mouth again, and you know I don't know. Kind of just there. Um, I believe John Jones in this case. I don't I don't always side with the fighters, but uh, I, I guess this is a guy. If you look at his Twitter history, he pops on his Twitter account like every couple of days. He does a pretty good job of staying disciplined and quiet, and just like says fun stuff and uh um and then all of a sudden like he goes off the rails and starts i think it was mostly homophobic i didn't i didn't recognize he used the n-word 
It, it, it could have been. It, it was something along those lines. Yeah. I, I think it was homophobic. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. all of a sudden he had like 13 homophobic tweets in a day, which is just not how he rolls. Yeah. So You I, and John Jones had a Twitter beef. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. So I'm, I'm friendly with John Jones. So when John Jones had his first couple fights long before the UFC, he was fighting locally here. Uh, I actually, his original coach, I actually fought, um, like in like one of like my seventh or eighth pro fight or something like that. And, um, so he, he would fight locally all around here, you know, so I didn't know him that well, but I knew, you know, I knew him, you know, I knew him enough to say hi or whatever. So he's from New York and you're from Boston, right? Yes. Yeah. But, but those guys, you know, they they can't fight. They can't do MMA in New York. So they would drive over here all the time. And, uh, not allowed to. We, we were kind of going back and forth, you know, someone said, you're like, oh, go and, you know, challenge someone. So he, he chose me and challenged me, and then, you know, going back and forth, and he said he would beat me in a grapple match with his hands tied. Uh, you know, so I, I kind of, I spun it back on him a little bit. I'm like, okay, I accept your, you know, your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu challenge. You know, I'll let you wear a gi, and, you know, you can duct tape your hands, which just gives me even more of an advantage because the gi is so dependent on grips. And <laughs> I, it was, was kind of all fun. You know what I mean? Like, it really, it's, it's not good because I really do feel like I'm the better grappler. I think that straight up I would out-grapple him. But he's two weight classes above you. Um, yeah, but that, that wouldn't matter, grappling. You know, if we were MMA, he would murder me. But, um, you know, straight up grappling, I think that, you know, I, I would I would beat him, I think. But in a gi with his hands taped, it would be a slaughter. Like, it wouldn't even be <laughs> You know, but, on, but, I mean, I like John Jones, though. So it doesn't – it was never really something I was trying to press because, honestly, it looks bad for him no matter what happens. Because if we do this and he beats me, which wouldn't happen, but if he did beat me, people would say, oh, he's supposed to beat me. He loses though, it looks terrible for him. I'm sure it's bad for sponsors, bad stuff like so like I was having fun with it, but I would never like I would never really pressure him to go and do that. You know, it's just not good for I, not was, good for I was watching that unfold, right? And all of a sudden I'm like, Whoa, whoa, this is this sucks. John Jones is calling out Joe Lozon, this is, and Joe's like, Bring it. I'll give it to you. You know, you name a time. And John Jones is like backtracking, like he wanted to get out of it. And you're like yeah. trying to nail down a date. Well, because it's really it's lose lose for him because <laughs> if he beats me, he's supposed to beat me. If he loses, he's gonna get all kinds of crap. So, uh, you know, so I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect him to really go and do it. You know, I was just having fun with it. That's fun. Yeah. Did but Tommy Toehold cover it? Uh, I don't know. He might have. Tommy Toehold is awesome. That guy's incredible. I, I hope to really meet him at some point. Like, I have no idea what he looks like. I have no idea who he really is. I think it's kind of it's kind of nice that it's anonymous. Because he can make fun of people and not have to worry about backlash. Like, I'm sure he's a guy that trains or, you know, knows some fighters and they have no idea who he is. I might know who he is and have no idea. Is his but, YouTube uh, channel Tommy Toehold or TTHS? Do you know? Uh, I think, I think it's Tommy Toehold. I think it's just straight up Tommy Toehold. Yeah. If you guys are interested in MMA at all, uh, check out YouTube, Tommy Toehold Show. He's hilarious. He's yeah, it's just Tommy Toehold. Tommy Toehold? Okay. But, uh, but, and he does Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but, but going back to going back to like the John Jones thing, like that, that probably was, you know, I I do think that that would probably was, you know, someone got a hold of his account. So, uh, so I'm friends, with, uh, I'm friends with Joe Proctor. He's one of my guys. He trains in my gym, and uh, so like I'm I'm an admin for his uh, his Facebook page, and I have his Twitter password because there was one time when he was at, he was at a party, and his buddies grabbed his phone and started tweeting and posting updates and things like that. They were like, nothing nothing super bad, but stuff that he definitely wouldn't be happy about them posting. And they thought it was funny. You know, they're drinking, they're, they're laughing, they're thinking it's a big joke. And, uh, you know, and you know, I, I, I contacted Proctor. I'm like, dude, you got to delete that stuff. But they had his phone, so it did no good. 
So it was up for like, you know, 10, 12 hours, you know. So now I, I'm an admin on this thing. So if, if anything got posted like that, I could, I could get it down so right you can away. fix it. it what's, what's up with yeah. you? I don't, has he fought recently? Uh, so Proctor had surgery on his shoulder. So he's fighting, uh, I, I can't announce anything, but I think he'll be fighting in the next couple months. So in the summertime? Yep, sometime in the summer. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah, if people don't know Joe Proctor's a UFC fighter. He trains out of Joe's, Joe Lozon's gym. There's a there's a couple guys that are either UFC or ex UFC at your gym. Yeah, we got we got a bunch of guys. So there's me, is my brother Dan, who's the youngest fighter ever in the UFC. He's signed with World Series of Fighting right now. Um, so Joe Proctor, uh, Jimmy Quinlan was on the Ultimate Fighter. He he trains. He actually lives with me now. Him and Andy are are, are buddies, roommates. They both live downstairs. Uh, <laughs> if someone broke into that house, oh my god, <laughs> it would be really really bad. <laughs> The dog would kill him too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's a bunch of us. You know, we got a couple. We got a couple of the kids that are good. I got a guy fighting. You know, this will be last night by the time this goes live. But Friday night, I got a guy fighting. So I'll be here in a little bit. Oh, but, cool, cool. Uh, who's fighting tonight? Uh, Bobby Flynn fighting. Um, he's a local promotion CEF. Bobby's very, very good. He's like one of my main sparring partners too. Uh, he's, he's fighting. So, so listen to this. Did I meet Some him? Is he the lefty? Uh, no, he's a righty. He, oh. I, don't, I don't know if you met Bobby. I'm not okay. sure. But so he's supposed to fight at one. He's a, he should be a 55er, but he has a tough time making the weight. So he usually doesn't make 55. Usually he, he fights at 160. So he made 160. You know, obviously it's crappy cutting weight. He probably cut from like 170 or so. And he goes to weigh-ins and his, his opponent comes in and his opponent weighs 184. So his opponent is uh is twenty five pounds, twenty four pounds bigger than him, and uh so but but it's a good opponent, you know. Bobby really wants to fight this guy. He's like, oh, I need the money, I want to fight, blah blah blah. So uh so Bobby goes, you know, and the the commission isn't gonna let him fight. He's like, there's too much weight between them, you know, like they're they're like two weight classes apart, blah blah blah. So the 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 great idea they have. Is they have Bobby? They tell Bobby, "Oh, go and eat and drink, and come back here in an hour." And if you weigh, <laughs> but if you weigh have that guy cut. Pounds, yeah, if you weigh 170 pounds, then we'll let you fight. So he's like basically drinking water until like his stomachs are like it feels like it's gonna burst and explode. And uh, he gets up to 171 pounds. We put on like 10 pounds and like it was like an hour and a half. 10 pounds <laughs> <laughs> to fight a guy that's still 15 pounds bigger than him. That's 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 over two gallons. Yeah, that's pretty much two gallons. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. <laughs> so is that the fight tonight? Yes, that's gonna happen. So that's tonight. He's the first fight of the night, so I get to go there. Uh, I have to be there at five o'clock, and I think they start at seven. So he'll be done by like seven thirty. I'll be I'll be home by eight. What What does the other guy look like? Is he a little chubby, or is it is he like all ripped? Uh, no, he's he's probably a little chubby. He, he's not he's not super ripped. You know, he's probably he was probably walking at one eighty five. I don't think he cut back down. I think he was probably walking about one eighty five. He didn't try to cut. I, I guess not. I, I I don't I don't exactly know. I didn't go to the weigh-ins. I was at my gym, so I'm not exactly sure. I, I told Bobby not to even do the fight. I'm like, I think it's stupid because he was down 160, and he's gonna fight someone that's 24 pounds bigger. <laughs> I thought it was a bad idea, but Bobby's like, oh no, he's like, I can beat this guy. <laughs> okay. I like it. I like Bobby. I don't know, but I like him. <laughs> Maybe this guy did cut, and he's gonna roll in there at like 195. It could. It could. You know, but Bobby. I I think like like skill wise, I think the world's apart. So I think that Bobby will do very, very well, but it still sucks fighting. I wish I could see that fight now. 
Yep. Dude, dude hop on a plane. You, you'll be here in like two hours. Go right now. It would take me two hours to get to a plane. Hey, well, dude, make him, make him fly fast. <laughs> Call your boy. Never mind. Um, so, Joe, one thing I've, I've always wondered is where does the weight go in terms of like, you know, you're in weight classes, and I guess I I don't really understand the reasoning for that, although I kind of do at the same time. But would you rather be a, a taller, lankier fighter at, let's say, 175 or shorter and thus able to build more musculature into your 175-pound envelope or whatever it is? It, it, everyone's different. I'm of the idea that you want to be lean and longer for the weight class. Some guys just happen to be short and really stocky, like you got like a like a Uriah Faber or a Ruzma Paul Harris. You know, like guys that are pretty short, pretty short for the weight class, but are really beefy. And uh, it's it's kind of give and take. You know, when the, those those smaller, beefier guys are usually stronger, but they deal with like the the reach advantage. So it's kind of like everyone kind of finds their own sweet spot. You know, I know that for me, I'm usually like I feel like I'm strongest and like in my best shape at like 170, 175. And then I can cut to 55, and I feel like that's a good spot for me. Trying to trying to fight at 170, I would have to put on too much muscle. Uh, to you know, I would have to be like 185, 190 to fight at 170, and I would I would be like a bag of crap at that weight. And 45 is too much. I, I lose too much strength. So you got to kind of it's really not an ideal thing. You got to kind of find out just roughly what's your best spot. Hmm. There's really no science to it. <laughs> All right. All right. I did not. I did not know that. That's a good question. Because yeah. for the longest time, you know, I was like, you know, there's there's different weight classes, and I kind of get it, but at the same time, you know, we're not all the same size and shape and stuff. And I'm, yeah, and, and, and everyone's different. Like, I think John Jones is a great example. I mean, he fights at 205, but he's so long and lean. Like, he could absolutely fight a heavyweight, and he could put on a lot of muscle, and he could probably do, you know, really, really well there, too, because... You know, it also people always like to focus on like the strength and power aspect, but speed is a big part of it too. Heavyweight so, sucks. Yeah, so like if I if I try to go down to forty five, those guys are all a little bit faster than the fifty fivers. So now it's like okay, I'm I'm a little bit bigger and stronger, but now I'm sacrificing speed. Same thing for John Jones. Like right now he's he's long and he's fast and he's you know he's the champ at two hundred five. If he went up to heavyweight, okay, now he, he he'd be a little bit stronger, but overall he'd be weaker, but he'd be much much faster than all the heavyweights. So. It's kind of a, a give and take. Does, is is the current heavyweight champ, Cain Velasquez? Is he have the longest reign, like three? Oh, he, oh uh, he might be. He might have the longest reign. Yeah, is a is a heavyweight. Uh, no, actually, no, 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 because he he wasn't he wasn't a title all that long ago. He beat he like he only beat him a year or so, right? Didn't he beat it's, Junior last last December? Uh, I'm trying to. He beat Junior to take it. And then he defended yep. it against who? That was like a year and a half ago. Because that was that was the night I fought Jim Miller. Okay. A year and a half ago. A little over a year. That was a good fight. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the thing about the heavyweights is the knockout power catches everybody. Like, yep. you know, like 185, Anderson Silva. That guy was on top for like seven years or something like that, right? Uh, yep. 170 with George St. Pierre or George's St. Pierre, whatever. Um, that guy, with the exception of like one hit, was on top for like eight years or something like that. With with the exception of the Matt Sarah fight, you know, who for one fight took the title away. Um, I don't know if I can go through the rest of them like that, but but the lighter guys get to stay champ because if you're the best, you can just stay the best. When you hit 
you know, 205, it's unusual to get a champ there for a really long time. John Jones is the current record holder in that. And at, uh, at heavyweight, gosh, you know, you're, if you get two or three defenses, you're doing amazing. Yeah, well, the, the big thing on at heavyweight is, you know, the the weight class has been kind of weak. That's probably been, like, traditionally that's been the weakest weight class. But usually uh, if, well, if a weight class is considered weak, there's one guy that, that stands above and holds the title forever. Like, it, they said 185 was weak when Silva was there. Yeah, but I, I still I don't think anyone really, you know, head, was head and shoulders above the rest of the weight class, though. You know, and with, with such big guys, it takes one punch. That's no, my point. That, that that's where I was trying to head with that. I I think you know when you deal with a, a weight class where any single punch can can put you to sleep, it just Absolutely. no one ever seems to stay on top for a long time. I think, I think Roy Nelson is like my hero because that guy knocks out everybody. He looks like, <laughs> looks like a bag of crap. He's got good jujitsu, but he doesn't use it. He goes out there and just knocks out everybody. That's Kyle's like, favorite fighter. Yeah, but, totally. Love it. So awesome. You know, and I hear you know from everyone I talk to is like he is like the biggest pain in the ass to deal with when it comes to training and uh you know and stuff like that. It's just he's just he just you know, goes to the beat of his own drum, sets up his training schedule the way he wants. Like he was on the Ultimate Fighter and, you know, everyone on his team wanted to train twice a day. And he's like, Nope, we train once a day because he wanted to train once a day. So he only let his team train once a day. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, we need to work out and he's like, Nope. You you, you had your chance. That's it. See you tomorrow. Um, you know, so I hear that he's like, he's just, you know, goes to the beat of his own drum, just doesn't want to listen to anyone, breaks the mold, but the freaking guy can punch. Like, oh, it's overhand crazy. right. No, every single time. Like, they know it's coming, and they still can't stop it. It's just, it's awesome. When you throw it overhand right, you hit with the the smaller two knuckles, right? By your pinky and ring finger? Is that uh, right? Honestly, an overhand right, you're kind of just winging it. Honestly, I don't know if there's like a set technique, you know what I mean? Like, uh, sometimes it, it kind of, it really depends on, like, it, I think if you're a little bit closer, you'll hit with the first two. I think if you're a little bit further away, you'll hit the, the end two, the two little ones. Okay. That's it, kind of a range thing. That's, that's always seems to be what they break. The, those. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, the metacarpal. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, and the overhand right is definitely the way people break their hand more often than not. You know, I think is generally, you know, it's that overhand right because it's a big, it's a really powerful shot. You're looping it. You know, a lot of times you hit the top of someone's head. Uh, I, I fought Jamie Varner, and he, he broke his hand on the top of my head, you know, because he <laughs> would loop the overhand right, and I just kind of lean into it just a little bit. Crack. Oh, Joe, yeah, that's something. I don't know if people want to hear fighting. Your defense is like that George Foreman defense, for people that know boxing. Like, if you ever try to punch at Joe, he just gives you a bunch of hard and pointy shit to hit. Like, he sometimes he'll put his elbows up front. <laughs> he'll give you, the like, his, his cranium and be like, go ahead, punch that bitch. And, uh, yeah, and, and I guess that's – you usually close the distance? I don't know. You're the yeah, fighter. I mean, it's all, like, I mean, you're trying to protect your chin. I mean, you can get hit in the temple. You're hitting the jaw, all these other places. But, you know, generally, like, top of your head is not a bad spot to get hit. If, you, if you're going to get hit, it's a good spot. You know, elbows are good. You know, shoulders can cover up. There's a lot of things you can do. Um, but it becomes like a, a game of balance because if I'm bringing my hands, like, way up high, you know, I can grip protection here but nothing down low. So you kind of open up your body. So kind of – it's definitely a give and take, you know, and it's one of those times where it seems great until, you know, you're covering up really high and you drop with a body shot or something. So I swear I've it. seen you do it this way with the arms parallel to the ground. Am I crazy? Uh, with a tie clinch. With a tie clinch, a lot of times I'll make like an X. So I'm like, eh, like this. So I'll be down. So as their knees are coming up, I kind of intercept and can try to elbow them in the thighs or the knees. They're trying to knee me in the face. There's all kinds of things like that. Not too much like this, though. 
That's um, kind of it. Maybe I'm crazy. All right. Making it up. <laughs> yeah. <that's>, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. You guys need a whole new topic? Yeah. Yeah. If you could ban one group of people from the internet for a year, who would you ban? Ban somebody. Talking from... about regular internet users. Yeah. Asians. Like, like you might say, everyone who's had sex with your mom on Xbox Live is now banned for a year, or, um, I don't know. We could ban lobbyists for a year. I'm just making stuff up. Who would you ban from the internet? Monday morning quarterbacks for the UFC. <laughs> AstroTurf accounts and and just general um, you know company accounts. I want I want to see how much of positive like user reviews on the internet for products or services or anything or companies in general are company held accounts that are just trying to inflate their own numbers. I like I think that would be interesting because I think it's it's like I I think it might be a lot more prevalent than we want to admit. I've got a bunch of them in my head, and most of them are grammar Nazi stuff. I would like to ban people who don't write in paragraphs. I would like to ban people who intentionally misspell words. It's For whatever reason, it's big in the Minecraft community, and they'll be like, I cry every time. And cry is spelled like C-R-I, and like every time, I, I can't even tell you how they spell it, but it's missing a bunch of letters. Um, yeah. I think I would ban anyone that hasn't graduated, like high school. I, I think like like banning kids before, you know, like I don't know. I, I feel like there's so much like crap with like little kids, like not not to say like, bullying, but just being assholes online. You know what I mean? It just drives a big rift. I would say until you graduate high school, that that's your that's what you get. Because you graduate <laughs> high school, you're now you're allowed to go online. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Kids graduate early. That would so like alter the the, the internet as it is now, and it I'm thinking. But for for the better, maybe I don't know. Like it, I don't know if it'd be better, but it'd be interesting because like a lot of times now, like when I get people trolling me, I'm like, oh, this is just some you know dumb twelve year old kid that just got on Twitter or, or whatever, and like now I'm like, oh, this is a grown man. This is an adult. He graduated high school. <laughs> <sighs> Kyle, you there? Yeah. Who would you ban from the internet for a year? Hmm. A, could, I, could I pick a race of people? Yes. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think expected this from Lefty. As many Asians on the internet, maybe we have a lot fewer fewer troublemakers out there. I feel like like maybe there's a lot of a lot of bad Asian hackers. Out there. <laughs> Go on. I don't know. Maybe in China or North Korea. Or You're something saying like Asian that. people are bad? No, just the Asian hackers. Hmm. Those are the one who. Oh, you mean like the like the our... the Chinese government ones? Yeah, exactly. Well, why wouldn't you ban like hackers instead of okay, Asian people? Okay, how about communist people? hackers? Could we, <laughs> we just, well, it just seems like there's you know that that group right. of people would get them all that way. Russian you know, hackers, I think, it. were cool, but we're definitely going after the Asian. <laughs> well, you know, if we start seeing them outsourcing, you know, to Russia, we'll know. Yeah, they were they were spying on us. That's what it was. Problem solved, right? I got a few people specifically that I would ban for a year, but really, <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice to be able to lay like anyone who slashes their baby mama's bands. face is banned from the internet. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Go on, no, no comment, no comment on that. 
Um, let's see. I don't know. There's a lot of people. There's a <laughs> lot of people. It's a long list. Probably similar to Woody's list of people whom he would kill. <laughs> There's some overlap there, you think? Probably. There's probably some people on there that would... Um, anybody that hated on Chiz, I think... Yeah, oh, poor like, Chiz was in out. a bad spot. Like, in my opinion, he did a good job on the show. You know, it, uh, I'm trying to think. There were some topics, oh, like the survival trip, that he just flat out couldn't participate in. And then the ones where he could, he did a good job. And on previous shows, he was always really well-liked. You know, people were you know, like asking him to be the next host and all that fun stuff. And uh, I feel like last week, no matter what happens, you know... It, it, the guest was going to get fussed at, and so was I. That was just the natural outcome. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. But you move so, on. Yep. I know who I would ban. I would ban anyone else that runs any kind of server other than Woodycraft. Or <laughs> 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 any other server admins. I like the way you're thinking. That makes perfect sense. Woodycraft.net? Woodycraft.net, the only Minecraft server in the multiverse. <laughs> uh, that would be that would be great. I've got uh, I've got something here, Woody, for you. This is uh, uh, talked about it last uh, last night on my show. Um, I'll link it for you here, if you don't mind going to hemp.org, <laughs> if that's if that's okay in terms of your website browsing. Um, uh, legalizing a study has shown from Rhode Island that uh, legalizing medical marijuana does not increase use among adolescents. If a state increases me- medical marijuana usage, or, or if a state legalizes medical marijuana usage, they have they do not find this study from uh, from Rhode Island. Um, they have not found an increase in adolescents subsequently using medical marijuana or using marijuana. So I'm. Um- all right. First of all, this is on hemp.org, so we do want to but take it. It does link to Science Daily. It does the the actual thing is linked to Science okay. Daily, and there's many fewer pot plant pictures. Honestly. On this page, there is a like a moving counter of how much federal money was spent trying to fight drugs. Like how much the federal money, the state money, the total money spent, and the number of drug arrests, cannabis arrests, and in prison. There's a moving counter. You guys should see this site. Here, now they can see it moving <laughs> on this thing. But, um, uh, yeah, if, for people who don't know, I'm actually in favor of uh, legalizing marijuana. I feel like that the downsides that we get from it are bigger than the upsides. That, that you know, Not only is there kind of like a personal freedom issue, like, you know, why, why are you going after people like that? But, uh, you know, the... What we do to individuals for something that doesn't even have to be a crime, and what we do to like you know the, the what we pay to make that happen, it just seems like there's a lot more negative than positive. Uh, and, and it's weird because I'm not really in favor of pot, but I am in favor of legalizing it. Like I wouldn't want my kids to do it. There really are some downsides. There really are like you know the, the, inhaling that stuff is not good for your body you know it, it's it, the people who do it always you know like yeah it is bad for your memory like it, it's it, it happens and while this issue a lot of people push back on i feel like it messes with your reward system in some way because a lot of people who smoke pot chronically it just makes them okay with being bored it makes them okay with being lazy and uh, you know it 
certainly it doesn't impact everybody, but I almost feel like that argument is saying cigarettes don't cause cancer because not everybody gets it. No, <laughs> there's a correlation there, and there's definitely a correlation between smoking a lot of pot and being okay with not uh, being ambitious or successful or whatever. But I do think it should be legal. And as far as this study, like, uh, it, <laughs> now the one downside it is self-reported adolescent pot usage. That's what that's mm-hmm. where their data co- comes from. So, how many? And, you know, how many kids are really going to be like, yeah, I, I smoke pot. You're not going to tell anybody, right? But, yeah, I smoke pot, even though it's illegal. So I think there's a, there might be an issue with the data this, there. There's this thing I do with my daughter. It, it usually has to do with math. And I ask her if it passes the sniff test, right? Like, if, if I asked you to divide 115 times and you got an answer that was, like, 90, it, you should just sort of know something went wrong in the process, right? Uh, divide 115 times. You expect that to be like 8-ish? I don't even know what it is. So if I do the math and it comes around there, then I probably got it right. If I do the math and it's, you know, like, uh, I don't know, 50, then, uh, hey, Katie, um, then, uh, then I know things went wrong. So... With this, I, I got to say, it kind of passes the sniff test. Like, yeah, it, it's only le- medical marijuana that's being legalized, and they say it doesn't really have an impact. I can buy that. It passes the sniff test. I'm like, I was <clears throat> surprised to find in, in talking when you when you Woody would uh, re- would respond and and say, no, it's not good for you. And I had I was surprised to learn that there are people that make the argument that pot is somehow good for you. That and it, just don't do that. That's not the discussion we're having here. That's, you know, issue identification. So, you know, pot advocates, please stop trying to say that pot is good because it's not. But there's no reason it should be illegal, especially when we when tobacco and alcohol are so legal. The, alcohol and tobacco are just bad for you. They just are. But they're still legal because personal right of property and, and just personal right of, like, I've want to ingest what I want. So well, I think there, that argument. Last well, there, night, there, are, there are cases where, where the medical marijuana is good for people, though. I mean, it's not all just a farce to get high. Well, I, I mean, at easing pain, but in terms of, like, actually being good in terms of making it, making something objectively better than it was before. I know they help with patients who, who, ha- who have anemia and uh, situations where they have a loss of appetite because of, like, uh, cancer drugs. Mm. And I know it definitely helps kids who have seizures. Oh, it's, oh, oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, there are better ways... I don't know about better. There are other ways to deliver it, I'm told. I'm really not an expert on this. Like, for seizures, you know, they're like, you know what, the active ingredient that helps with this is that, and we can give it to you in pill form or something. Um, there are definitely... Case, like, dude, I'm pro-medical marijuana. As a matter of fact, I'm pro-medical almost anything. Like, in, if you have terminal cancer... And they discover that crack makes you feel better. Light up, bitch. You know, like if we're talking about a doctor's prescription, like I, I I'm pretty extreme on those views. You know, like it, I, uh, you, you have to trust some people in society, and doctors are ones that I kind of trust. And you know, I, I don't care if doc if doctors prescribe you steroids, pot, coke, crack. Um, they already do morphine. Uh, like I, I'm, I'm kind of okay with medical almost anything. Uh, that that I'm cool with, um, but it, as far as recreational marijuana, I, I'm okay with that too. I just wouldn't want my kids doing it. 
I think a lot of it's just moderation. I think that pretty much anything uh, done, you know, with moderation is probably not the end of the world. It's people get worried about the slippery slope thing. You know, I think that if you think about, like, drinking and alcohol, like, what kind of, like, positive things come out of alcohol? Really nothing. I mean, you poison yourself, you get you get drunk, you feel better. Every so often... Vomit on the side of a car. Vomit on the side of a car (laughs) at people. The... um, Every so often you hear like there's some positive effect from drinking red wine or something like that. Yeah, very, very rarely compared to all the stuff that comes out about, you know, using medical marijuana for this or treating that or whatever, you know, like, what, what I remember my, my friend Greg said, like, when I was like, this is back when I was like high school or college or something like that, but like, you know, someone is drunk is gonna run a red light, no problem. Or run a, uh, run a stop sign, no problem. Someone that's smoking weed is gonna sit at the stop sign and wait for it to turn green. <laughs> like, it's, it's true. I mean, like, people are not gonna, uh, you know, people aren't gonna go in and smoke weed and then be super aggressive and go and have, you know, cause a problem or something. They're gonna, maybe they're gonna screw up their own life, but they're not gonna screw up anyone else's, which you can't say the same thing for alcohol. I think. Yeah, I'm kinda outside my area of expertise, but I, I don't know. I, I've observed a lot of people who are chronic pot smokers just not thrive, just not like, do enough with their life. Now, of course, they're the example, the um, the outliers there. Everyone throws Joe Rogan up. Joe Rogan would destroy you in this. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I know. I, I'd like to hear what he has to say. Because um, I think even he would be like, dude, there's a lot of knuckleheads that, that smoke pot and let it become their focus. I think if you've got the kind of personality where you can have a gallon of ice cream in your fridge, but you don't eat the whole fucking gallon, then you'll probably be a pr- pretty good pot smoker, too. The kind of person who goes in there is like, I want all of the ice cream. <laughs> That's not the kind of uh, drug user you you, you want to be. Hmm. Or anything, really. Everything in moderation. You said that Benjamin Franklin, right? I don't fucking know. All things in moderation. Is oh, anyone here against legalizing pot? What's that? I'm for it. Is anyone here anti-legal pot? What I am anti is de- decriminalization. Yeah, that's bullshit. Just legalize right? it. Just legalize yeah. it. No, 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 no. Because that's the same kind of. Wait, I don't think I understand the difference between decriminalizing and legalizing. De- decriminalizing means they can fine you for it, but you can't go to jail for it. So it's so you're still not supposed to do it, but you're gonna get you know you're not gonna get penalized by going to jail. They're just gonna hit you with a fine for something. Yeah, it, it's basically saying go 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 do your drugs, but we don't want to know anything about it. Yeah. Oh. When you could just as easily say it's legal and we don't want to know anything about it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I'm it's kind like, of in well, favor good, of it's none of your fucking business. I, I, you know, I, I think the way that we do alcohol is a pretty good model. You know, like it, there are a lot of places where you can't drink in public, right? You can't be like public drunkenness is a thing that they'll pull you off the the street for and and let it wear off. Um, I know where I grew up in Ocean City, uh, you couldn't drink in public. Like if you're walking around with a solo cup outside, they. Uh, or at least off your yard or something like that, then, you know, that was that was an offense. They'd fine you for it. And I think I kind of want that. I'm not quite ready for people to be, like, you know... Setting up next to you? Yeah, like at a restaurant. I guess they wouldn't be smoking in restaurants. But, you know, on the boardwalk, right? And my teenage was shaped by this boardwalk in Ocean City. And, uh, and I, I'm just not ready for people to be, like, token on joints, walking to, up and down the boardwalk right next to, like, families and moms and kids and, like, all mixed together. Um, I'm not I'm not there. But, 
you know, if you want to do it in your house or at your party, that's on you. Knock yourself out. I think pot would public smoking of pot would differ from public consumption of alcohol or even smoking cigarettes because you can get I mean just you know the just the residual burn off of a joint or a blunt or whatever that can get you high can't it I don't know I don't know if there's been study about it but like you know you're not really going to get a head rush from secondhand smoke really can you get a secondary high does anyone know yeah. Yes, that can happen. So I know. Is it? Is it? I heard a story about someone who was making uh, like pot brownies or something like that, and uh, it got their cleaning lady high, and she couldn't drive home. Oh, because of the fumes from. I didn't realize that it got in the air. Um, (laughs) Kyle, do you know this cleaning lady? No, I don't know the cleaning lady. I think that cleaning lady was just lazy. She just didn't want to go home. (laughs) (laughs) Condoms anyway. Um, but legalize it, but I, I, again, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on, on the, you know, whole secondary high smoke thing getting you high, but legalize it and study it. Because we didn't, we, you know, it wasn't that alcohol was illegal until we studied it and all of its effects and then legalized it in this, it was always legal and we've studied it and studied it and studied it. So legalize pot and study it. I have a fear of taking drug tests. And, and I don't know why. It's totally irrational. No one's testing me. I um I got tested. But they never believe you. That's the thing. That's why you have the fear. They never believe you. Right. I, I um I took a drug test once. For, I was working for this small company, American Health Fund, and um, this is long before Cisco. And I was deathly afraid that I was going to fail the test. Someone told me that if I had poppy seeds, I could get test positive for opium. And then I checked it out, like, you know, looked into it, and it was true. Like, that's a real thing. There are things on a bagel that'll make you fail a drug test. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I had, like, an everything bagel not long ago. And Do you I know why? Like, what's that? Do you know why it does that? I, I think that the plants are related or something. You... Yeah, it's the, same, it's the same plant, I guess, or they're, or they're very closely related. It's, it's, it's the, the poppy plant that if you've ever seen, like, they cut the poppy plant and they, they get the liquid from it. And that's where, that's where all the opiates come from, I think. Heroin, morphine, all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, so, I, like, every, every time I've ever had to take a drug test, I was a, a college athlete and they would test us there, too. And, uh, oh, wait, baby Lozon. Oh... There he oh. is. He was screaming. Oh, was he? Yes, he just woke up. But oh, he's so handsome, like Uncle Woody. <laughs> oh. I haven't seen him in video before. Only yeah, pictures. Oh, that's so awesome. He's really happy right now. <laughs> oh, he's not happy to be on PKA. Oh. He's so upset. <laughs> so, Joe, I remember this summer when I was over, you were telling me about your baby experience. You were not afraid at all to be a father. No, no way. I'm not, I'm not going to break him. He's okay. So, what, like, why did you have so much baby experience? Uh, so my, my cousin, uh, well, one of the reasons, my cousin Michelle lived with us uh, like when she was pregnant. She was like eight months pregnant. She was she was, she uh, my parents. At my parents' house. It was like when I was in like high school. And um, so my cousin Michelle had my cousin Lexi, and hey, relax, bud. Had my cousin Lexi with us. So like from when she was born till she was like a couple years old, she lived with us. So she was like my little my little baby sister. 
So we would take her out on the trampoline and jump around with her and all kinds of stuff. Like, she was always fine. So, like, little kid's not that bad. You, you support the head and you're golden. Can you take them? <laughs> yeah. Just support the head and you're golden. Yeah, <laughs> dude. He, he was t- I don't think I've ever held a baby. Now that really? I think about it, I don't think I've ever held one. I don't think I'd li- I would want to. Like I, I, I really don't. It's such a huge responsibility because I know that is the most precious thing that you possess, and I don't want to be to hold it. <laughs> I would be so. That's so much pressure. I would hold it. Think about that. You go ahead. <laughs> I'll watch. What I like about it is the fact that I get to shape like a fresh mind. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you get to kind of like guide him down the path that I want him to uh, You get to decide whether this kid is a Star Wars kid or a Star Trek kid. I'll never be like one of those parents like, oh, you have to do this, you have to do that, but I think you can just passively kind of just like shape their mind. No, no. make Go Todd Marinovich on this. No, no way. I I met that guy, actually. Really? Is is, he Marv now? Todd, uh, Marv and... Actually, I met the the dad and the uncle. It was uh, Marv and... I forget the other one. Oh, you meet the son? You meet Todd? Uh, Todd was the son, right? Yeah, Todd's the guy that became... Yeah, so I met his dad and his uncle. I oh. know his... Uh, Gary. I think it was Gary was his dad, and then Marv was the uncle, I think. That's a crazy story. It, it, yeah. When he talks about his cardio and being able to run 10 miles at, like, 11 year, years old, like it was nothing. <laughs> so, I, I, a really, really funny story is, uh... So, they were out training with BJ. And, uh, you know, so, like, they were... BJ was trying to, like, take his training conditioning to the next level and all this other stuff. And... So basically, Todd like completely cracked because he was like this super athlete. All he lived football until he got to college, and then he spiraled out of control and you know all kinds of drugs and this and that and all this other stuff. And uh, one of the guys at BJ's gym said that you know they saw you know basically they should have learned their lesson about you know with like a little baby about not like you know being so super football and all this other stuff. And yeah. then uh, the guy I was talking to the gym said that they saw uh, that Todd had just had a kid. And so they saw uh, one of the, uh, I don't know if it was the dad or the uncle, but they saw him, like, stretching his fingers and stretching yeah. his head. Yeah. And, like, oh, so, all this other stuff. I was like, he just didn't learn. He Have just you seen the documentary? Learn. I didn't see the documentary. Oh, you've got to see the documentary to understand that kid's training. That kid has been training like a pro athlete from, one, from like, inf- like, 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 an infant. Like, he was, he was stretching that kid out when he was in the cradle. Yeah. Stretching him out, giving him, like, uh, like raw, uh, like, frozen, like, liver to chew on. Liver. Uh-huh. Like all kinds of stuff. I, I, I'm yeah. st- who are we talking? About? I'm sorry, it was Todd So there's oh. an ESPN documentary on Netflix. It's the Todd Marinovich Project or something of that nature, and it's about how his father trained him from from an infant to be a pro quarterback, to be the best quarterback that this this kid could be. And the father, um, I, I think he had some pro experience or something like like, like they designed like the Columbine. They designed like the Columbine, uh, yeah. not Columbine, Columbine training. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. The, the the training that the NFL uses to, as a baseline, this guy's dad invented it. This guy was a he, he he had the tools, he had the talent, he had the know how, and he made this guy the fucking six million dollar man. <laughs> like, yeah, they called kid, him Robo QB, didn't they, when he was coming out of college? Yeah, yeah this kid went his whole life until he got to college, like under his dad's tutelage and really strict diet. Like never did this guy have a French fry. He hadn't had a French fry, and he, and he goes to college, and you know you go to college as the star QB. <laughs> You know, the world's open to you. You know, there's people offering you drugs, and there's women coming to you, and there's, you know, party environment. And it was just a, it was a shocking experience, and his life kind of spiraled from there. So how did – I don't know the story. Did, did he turn he into a pro, pro QB? Yeah. yeah, he went pro, and then it it continued badly. 
Yeah, he was like the guy. USC, right? He went to USC? I think so, yeah. He was the quarterback coming out of the draft, and then once he got drafted, everybody was, oh, my, this is like, this is going to be the, he's going to be the greatest quarterback ever. And then once he got money and turned pro, he just spiraled out of control. I, like completely out of control once he got the money in his pocket. It, essentially, once he was out of the strict control of his father, mm-hmm. he just went nuts. Uh, it's, With a, it's a great documentary. Drugs, partying, all that stuff. It's a Essentially, his dad trained him to be a quarterback at the expense of his childhood and probably his life. He just ruined him. I think he's cool now because in the end of the documentary, he looked like he like he was surfing and like like the guy's got the body of a god. Like like he's trained his entire life. He's like a Spartan warrior or something. So like he can do anything physical or any any kind of sport activity he wants. He looks like a kind of dude who's got a little bit of money left and is like, like really enjoying life at the hmm. end. But in the middle, it was sucked. I guess I, the whole beginning sucked. I think he's painting now or something. He does he does like paintings. I saw him on yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. on the Dan Patrick show. I just think like possible is gonna paint. I can't one-up this story, but I can one-down it. <laughs> I met this girl on a, um airplane. This is like, I don't know, five years ago or something like that. And she had gone her entire life without watching television. Like She didn't have television. I don't think Netflix was big at the time or anything. She was just raised in a family where they would sometimes pop in DVDs, but mostly they just did like board games and read books and stuff like that. And then she went off to college. And she just she went Maranovich on it. She like she's completely into Paris Hilton. She absolutely reads like she just went straight for like the most mind wasting TV dribble that that could be offered. And now it has me like mildly nervous about the way I raise my own family. Will Hope be able to resist the uh, the temptation of Kardashians when when I release her into college? Who knows. That's why you gotta keep like a tight leash on her. You've gotta, she's gotta be in state. She's gotta be close by. Maybe, maybe you don't let her live on campus. She wants to go to UNC. There you go. That's not too bad. Yeah, that, that's, that's not far maybe from you, here at all. Yeah, you could go ahead and get yourself a castle near there. Keep her, <laughs> keep her yeah. in a tower. Just show up. My <laughs> wife was looking at castles recently. Yeah, she uh, she hated the interior decorating. She found this castle, and she's like, it had a lot of curb appeal. It looked fantastic from the outside. But uh, once she got inside, she's like, it was really gaudy, all sorts of, like, um, gold leaf decoration and, like, Baroque period something, and, and she wasn't down for the castle. Oh, Me, I, 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 there's a subreddit called Financial Independence. Have you guys heard of this? No. Uh it's uh it's where tightwads hang out and um the their entire goal is to like save ridiculous amounts of money until they can retire at an early age and it's usually not like an insane retirement they're saving ridiculous amounts of money so they can get like a million in the bank and live off 40 grand for the rest of their life or something like that and uh i i proposed this plan to my wife and she said no but she said it worse than that She said I was crazy, and then she called her mom, and and they all laughed at how crazy I was. And then she called her sisters, and and they all agreed that I was insane. And I think it's a really sound conservative plan. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, just speaking of castles, though. (laughs) Okay. Can we talk about Game of Thrones? Yes. I love that show, man. I love that. (laughs) I liked this week, but it's the first week where it hasn't been like a, a grand slam. Yeah, but but I but I think it's loading us up for next week, and I think the end with the Khaleesi launching those that whole scene at the end was pretty great. 
I liked, you know, the guy the guy rides out the champion of Marine, he pisses on the ground and says, you know, the that that uh D- Danny is is a guy who hides her dick in her own asshole and and uh, she's got an army of men with no man parts and you know, she challenges one of them. And they go, and she kind of goes through her entourage, who's going to fight this champion of Marine and it's she's like, "No, no, not you. You're the you're the general of my unsullied. You're the commander of my unsullied. Right. No, no. And 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 Lord whatever Jorn or whatever is like, pick me, my queen. I've won more single combats than any man alive. And you're like, holy shit, that is true. <laughs> She's like, no, no. I'll need you by my side most of all because of that. And he's like, pick me, Khaleesi. I've been by your side the longest. And he's like, no, you're my best friend, most trusted ally. I can't. He gets zoned spirit. again. <laughs> yeah, and he gets down, <laughs> totally. And it gets down to that guy whose name I can't pronounce. You know, the the newest like almost love interest guy right. who's offering her flowers. He's just like. I was born from, I'm the son of a whore. I'm not, I, I've been with you the least amount of time. And he says something that's almost romantic. I thought it was romantic. He's like, let me kill this man for you. And I was like, that's the most romantic thing I bet anyone has ever said to her. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, make it happen. And, and he just, he, he takes the guy out like it's nothing. It was great. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah, like a sellsword, right? You know, like, like when Jamie Lannister fights somebody, it's honorable, right? Uh-huh. When it, when a sellsword fights someone, it's always a scheme, right? Like, you know, that's not fair. You can't do that. Why are you, like, picking shit up off the table and throwing it at me and then hitting me while I dodge? That's the best time to hit you. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you you attack a man when his back is turned? Best time to attack a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's fun. Are we getting a tour of the Lozon household here? Oh, no, I'm, I'm going the other room. It's a little, uh, it's going to get loud in the other room. Baby okay. crying. TV going on, all kinds of stuff. This is the bedroom. This is where the magic happens. Magic. This, this is where little Joey was first conceived. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I liked the episode. I I, I wish that the the hound and uh, had had a little bit more, but I guess it was it was kind of a, a cool moment at the end when you know he he tells uh, Arya he's, he's like how many how many Starks are they going to have to behead before you realize basically that you can't fight this honorable way. It was almost an episode about not. That, you know, fighting the honorable way is not going to cut it anymore. You've got to play dirty. Yeah, it 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 was good. Oh, I saw the um the preview for next week. So this isn't a spoiler. I haven't seen next week's or anything, but it had White Walkers in it. Yeah, yeah, good, good. I want to see some White Walkers. They need to get in, they need to be more integral in the story. I'd like to see them have their yeah. own storyline. Maybe show me a White Walker general or something. There's zombies care. that can't be killed. I have a feeling all of this like. Game of Thrones bullshit doesn't mean anything. This show's going to be about White Walkers at some point. White you Walkers versus zombies. About... Fire versus ice. Oh, I'm you sorry. I... I meant to say versus dragons. I, I think the show is still about the Starks. I think the Starks are the star of the show because they've suffered the most, but they're still hanging in there, and, and they're weak and pretty pathetic right now. But I think I think the Starks are the champion of the show. And please, nobody spoil this for, for me, but, but I, I should just read the books. But I think the the last book's show. not done. You can't spoil it. Yeah, I know, but you know they could tell me that Bran like fucking gets eaten by White Walkers and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they could. Episodes. They could. Like, I, oh, really? Really? Bran I gets wanna, raped by a White Walker. <laughs> I want to say this. I feel like the book reading community of Game of Thrones is the most respectful book reading community I know of. I, yeah, they got a little Harry bit Potter, of. The Harry Potter kids weren't quite as good about this shit. They no. probably they'd let you know what happens, and that's fucked up. But the the Game of Thrones book readers, I, I tip my hat to you. Uh, they they typically 
they don't ruin the show for everyone else. Great and people. I, I think that's pretty cool. I know. I think I said this last week, but they do. They do a pretty awesome job. I think it's more mature to trying to read, right? It's not like a higher level. Harry Potter is like aimed at kids. Come you on, know. man. Uh, Why does everybody always say that? It's a, they're great books. They grow with the reader. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's got a room solely devoted to Harry Potter books that he's got. Wow, I've got. I, I've yeah, read I all them. the books. I've seen all the movies. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great story, and it's definitely a great story for kids. And yes, it is a children's book. Yeah, Hope liked them. She read the books too. Yeah, when she was a kid. I know. Yeah, she was like six at the time. I get that. I read them, I read them when I was like 20, uh, 22 or 23 or something. Emotional okay. equivalency. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Are you guys ready for a new topic? Yeah. All right, so this is from Reddit, but it's not Ask Reddit. It, <laughs> to keep this woman anonymous, they pointed the camera at, at like her gigantic camel toe, and it kind of made me laugh. But from the comment section, a guy said this. In a decade or more, camel toe will be the new cleavage. It's really the last frontier left. Honestly, why does it even matter now? We all know what's going on down there. We all know showing off the female form is pretty accepted. Why not camel toe? Why is that too far? And you think about it. Like, when I was a kid, it was really about the boob cleavage. And that was it. Like, people weren't showing off the butt cleavage. People weren't even showing off side boob, etc. Now, like, right now, these cutouts outfits are the big thing like there'll be giant aspects of their jeans missing or they'll wear these dresses that are cut out in all these places showing off side boob and etc it seems like if we fast forward 15 years or so camel toe will be the new thing it'll be the new cleavage that people show off i disagree i i don't i i think i think that yoga pants and tights are are getting very close to that point already Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think we're I think we're five years away from from camel toe being perhaps not acceptable but much more prevalent. Oh, I just say yes. so you don't disagree with the concept that the camel toe is the next frontier? Oh, it's definitely I, I agree completely. Yeah, it's, it's the only frontier left. What else are we gonna do? Like 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 I have an I idea. Saw, I saw this lady walking down the street the other day. She was African American, about two hundred thirty five pounds, about five foot six. Lots of rolls. Her dress had these cutouts all over it in like circles and ovals, and I guess they were supposed to be strategically replaced, strategically replaced, but they were not. <laughs> and, and on on the on the the guy that was walking next to her, had, he had he was really fucked up looking too, but he had a shirt on that said "nasty." And I was just like, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> oh, I I'll tell you what I'd like to see. Uh, ladies out there, I'd like to see you make a bigger attempt at uh, erect nipples. I'm a big <laughs> fan. You want attention? There you go. That's how you do it. See, I don't know because to me the whole thing about cleavage is that it's it's um, uh, how do, how do, it's sexual without being sexual. You uh-huh. are showcasing your the breasts without actually showing tits. Whereas with a camel toe, that's what, like, you're just, like, it's, it's a, hey, here's my chonch, guys, check it out. Like, this is what it looks like underneath. It seems like it's a, it's not, the idea that cleavage is, is sexy in society is because it, it still leaves something to be desired to the imagination. Whereas a camel toe, it's just like, yep, that's pretty much what it is. 
So I, I disagree. That no, no, that I would say is... that I disagree with you. I think that even if I see camel toe, I have further questions. Yes. <laughs> require answers. Yes, I, I think a camel toe might just lead to more questions. To be honest with you, like what? Well, like what kind of questions? Uh, questions that can only be answered through sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I mean, what if women started stuffing their pants to have a bigger camel toe or a more attractive <laughs> one? They were like putting stuff down there to make it look extra. Maybe like a big beefy camel toe became the thing, or maybe it had to all be to one side, or maybe it had to be like spread open really wide, like you just hit it with an axe. Uh-huh. <laughs> or what if bras with fake nipples became the fashion, and women just rocked like little erect nipples all the time? I don't want them to be fake, though. I, I feel like like there's so much bra technology is deceiving at this point in life anyway. <laughs> bra technology. Yeah, bra technology. That's a thing. Bra talks. Mm. <laughs> and they need to come up with a way to, to remove those things that's, that's simpler than those hooks. I mean, there should be like a twist tab or something, like an emergency cord back there that you could just grab and rip. I think that's the next invention. Make a bra that on the front it has like a rip cord. Yes, like a parachute cord uh-huh, like with a little exactly. T-handle on it, and you can just grab it, and the bra comes flying off, shoots into the sky like an ejector seat in a jet. I don't know about all that, but I wanted to come <laughs> right off. This is bra technology. <laughs> if you're going to innovate, go big. Little little uh, like compressed air packs from an airsoft gun type thing, and our- uh, like a pistol, and, and boom, the, the, the bra comes flying into the air, and the boobs <laughs> bounce into place. I notice whenever I see it like 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 that as a topic in like a movie or a TV show, it's it's always as if they're trying to like, I don't know, the girl isn't really wanting them to take the bra off, and so they have to be good at it, and that's the point. But that's not the point at all. It's like I want to get your bra off now, but I'm having a hard fucking time, and I don't want to stop doing this other stuff while you take it off, and a rip cord becoming handy. I think that's my new invention. <laughs> like, no like, I just changed the trajectory of my whole life. Like, I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> FPS Kyle Industries has a new focus. Bra yeah. technology. We're Bra doing rip this cords. Bra rip cords. <laughs> I guess that's not a bad, not a bad invention. And if you order two, you get a free muffin stuffer. <laughs> a muffin stuffer? Does that and give you good camel toe? Great camel toe. Patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, it, women have it easy on swimsuits, and they say that really? they don't, but they're wrong. I'll explain. Uh, the the thing is with with girls, swimsuits have been evolving to make them look better for like a hundred years now. And even though they don't cover that much, the shape of them, the material that they use, the cut that they have, they have swimsuits designed for, like, every body type. And, and sure, like, if you're big enough as, as a woman, you know, there's nothing they can do to save you in a swimsuit. But, heck, you look bad in a freaking ski outfit. So, <laughs> but, you know, it, an average woman to a really fit woman can all look good in their swimsuits because swimsuits have evolved in such a way on women to accentuate their form and make them look the best that they can. Guys, on the other hand, the style, at least for American guys, is still um, elastic across love handles. Bam. Hasn't changed. Doesn't alter. It's bullshit. 
No, they got. Well, no. I was going to say, well, like, there are thongs, but that's still elastic around. Yeah, there are other options for men, but they just don't seem very. So if I'm the only thing I would wear is shorts. I, I just don't see anything other than board shorts being a thing. I don't want them to yeah. be above my knee. I want them to go down to my knee. Um, I want them to have some pockets. I want them to have some Velcro in the front, and, and that's all I require from a swimsuit. Because uh, for me, I just don't... board shorts. Uh, properly fitting, right? No elastic to like one size fits all bullshit and pockets. And that's the only thing I'll wear. If it has a liner inside, they're not board, board shorts. They, that has to go. Yeah. And, and I, have you seen, uh, Idiot Abroad on Netflix with, uh, I think Jamie Pilkerton or Pinkerton? No, or something seen like who? Aviator Abroad? I'm sorry. An, an Idiot Abroad. It's the British show where they send the guy oh, all around the world. An Idiot Abroad. Okay. I've, I've heard of it. I don't know it. It's really, really good, and uh, he goes to Brazil, and they're trying to make him put on one of these men's Brazilian swimsuits, which is like tiny, tiny, like, I don't know, synthetic fiber briefs. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, no, wear that. No, <laughs> no, no. And they're, they're, that, that's what the whole show is, basically. They, they make him travel around the world, and he's constantly having to put on costumes and outfits, and it's just humiliating. And eat food, right? And eat, yeah, yeah. There's some of that, but it's it's mostly about just they put him in a, a situation at one point. Ricky Gervais and another guy, probably pronouncing that wrong, do uh, put the show on. They're the producers, and they basically get him on a bungee platform where all he has to do is jump. And um, they're in a community that's really poor in Africa or something. And and Ricky says, if you jump, I'll buy a house for for one of those African uh, villagers. They're like $500 houses, these 10 shacks. But, you know, they're for a family that they are like refugees, so that's that's the deal. And uh, he's like, no, 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 I'll I'll pay for it then. I don't want to jump. And Ricky's like, all right, I'll buy two houses. And he's like, fuck, he's he's got more money than me. This isn't going to (laughs) work. And they get all the way up to like five. And he's like, I'll buy five of those houses if you jump. And he still doesn't jump. He just looks at the guy who, the guy's like, who's attending him, I guess probably lives in that village. And he's like, you're going to do it, right? <laughs> He's just like, no, no, I can't do it. So the whole show is about humiliating that guy and just putting him in terrible situations. <sighs> do we need a whole new topic? Yeah, swimsuits is running course. Lefty needs to be here for this topic. Where'd he go? He wheeled on out of here, huh? Yeah, I guess he did. Uh, so you don't want to talk about Dan? You you put the kibosh on that awesome topic. Dan's my Dan's a nice guy. He's just made some poor choices, maybe. Joe, have you seen this? Uh, seen what? I'm gonna link you. I know. All right, I should move on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about this earlier. Oh. <sighs> let it go! All let's, right. Let's, we'll let it go. We'll let it go. We'll let it go. Um, AT&T is lying about their Google Fiber rollout. Have you guys seen this? No. They're lying about it? How? I would kill for fiber at my house. I I would believe... legitimately snap out of life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll quote Wings. I would, uh, I would fight someone every day so that I could have a gigabit. I'd just wake up in the morning and be like, "All right, here we go." We you know? we offered um, 
we offered our internet company, we said, we'll run the fiber to your fiber line. We'll, buy, we'll bring our own fiber. We'll dig the holes. We'll hook it up to our home. You just have to service it. And we're, they're like, no, no, we can't do that. You have to be certified. And we're like, we got a guy who's nationally certified. We're going to get this guy from the military. He's nationally certified. He can do it. He's bringing the, he's bringing the fiber. And they're like, no. <laughs> I'm just like, you cocksuckers. What do you want? I'm basically saying, let me come use some of that stuff you've got over there. I'll, I'll get, I'll get everything in, you know, all the infrastructure for you. I'll put it in. Just give me a little. And they're like, nah. We're going to hang on to this internet we got over here. You don't want it anyway. This is – so I, you know, I tell everyone I live outside Raleigh, and I do, but my actual town is Apex. And uh, AT&T says they're going to put fiber in Apex. And um, and I know this – I know my hometown, obviously. They would do my neighborhood. They just would. It's um, like it, it, It's affluent enough that I think every single house on here has internet. Right. You know, it's not like it's uh, poor or anything like that. And um, the density is high enough that it becomes worth their effort. And like they would hit my town. They would hit my house. But I know they're not going to like they they also simultaneously release this thing to the investors saying like, oh, yeah, we're eyeing a hundred cities to roll out gigabit fiber to. But it's not going to impact our capital expenses. Oh, really? Really? Mm. So it, you're full of shit. It, it's they're just researching. That's what they're doing. They're doing research. That's it. They're not doing anything. They're they're paying lip service. It, 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 I guess Google Fiber has managed to make them talk about it, and that's it. It's I, I mean, it's long been theorized, including by me, that Google's whole purpose here is not to become the nation's best ISP. It's to spur the current ISPs into doing a better job, right? You know, given the opportunity, Time Warner will sit there and continue to give you one to five megabit upload for the rest of your life. They don't want to improve. Go on. I was going to say, it's ridiculous that that the United States is falling so far behind with our internet speed when we invented the fucking thing. And the computer and, and, you know, the screen and the keyboard and all that shit. I, I like to go on with this. I wish we had a Canadian president. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't invent shit (laughs) (laughs) Molasses Maple Hockey Um, There are going to be so many pissed off Canadians On r slash All pissed off at Woody though All pissed at Woody not Kyle Yeah right (laughs) That's why I I wish TryHard was here I wish I had a Canadian to to fuck with They're my favorite people to make fun of Because they're the, 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 the generally the friendliest people that, that you'll meet. I love Canadians. The, the subreddit's going to go crazy attacking me for everything Kyle just said. Yeah, they'll, they'll like, list a bunch of Canadian inventions, and they're, they're going to be so proud of like their snowplow. They'll and be they're... like, fuck you, Woody. Vulcanized rubber hockey pucks are ours. No, the, the maple syrup squeeze bottle. <laughs> I remember Kyle will take no crap for this. Tryhard was like, have you ever seen the space shuttle? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know that arm that detaches off of it and grabs the satellite? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, we invented um, the mechanism that, that that joint works with. And I was like, oh, shit, that is true. You got me there. That's a space <laughs> technology. I was like, but um, we invented the fucking space shuttle and the satellite technology, and, and 
that was Americans that flew up and did that shit. And he's fuck you, man, fuck you. <laughs> Actually, I think satellite technology was Russians Russia did the first one in Sputnik, yeah, but that thing yeah. didn't count really. Yeah, the Russians did have this first satellite, but I don't think I don't think it. It did. was a shitty decaying orbit anyway. They, it was barely up there. It did come back down, right? Mm-hmm, I think so. Okay. They do that it by default. Anymore. Yeah, there's. A, a, I think a lot of them are in are in non-decaying orbits that self-sustain, right? I think all of them. Are. Now, I don't. I don't know. I that's a that's a. Physics I'm no. Yeah, I'm no astrophysicist, but I'm pretty sure there. We need Neil deGrasse Tyson. Let's get NDT oh, on the show. God, I would love to meet to that him. guy. You know, I, yeah. that's one of those guys. I just like to shake his hand and, and meet him and like. Everybody him loves him so much. I don't oh, get the so internet hard on for this guy. He's so charismatic. He, you can tell the, by the way he speaks that he really cares about what he's what he's he saying. He bores and, the fuck out of me. I can tell by the way he speaks that things that should take one minute take five with him. No. Right, but no. you see what you're watching there, Woody, is him trying to teach people that aren't as smart as you and aren't exactly. as scientifically inclined. He could probably, he undoubtedly, rock your world. Like, oh, so you want to hear about the fucking universe, not the let's talk to every idiot that watches Fox every Sunday. You don't want that, NDT. You want the I'm in a classroom teaching you astrophysics, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, here we go. And he he would he would certainly rock yeah, the world. There's no doubt that guy could confuse and baffle me with his intelligence. Well, no, 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 but but he could he could teach you things that are as well. yeah yeah he. There, there, I, I think Lefty nailed it 100. percent Like like what he's doing on Cosmos is he's trying to bring the universe and the you know these print these really important principles that humanity needs to to understand before we can evolve anymore like you know our, an idea of our place in the universe that we're not just on some flat piece of land that everything circles around when he explains the universe and he also explains the age of the universe in a calendar format that you can understand and and how short of a period of time that that human beings take place uh have been around uh, on that giant calendar he talks about evolution and. But isn't uh, this old news? Don't we know this? No, no, that's the problem. That's Snore. the problem. They don't. No, <laughs> they, you know, there's a, there's a whole new generation. Like the, the educated people in your generation might have known it, but people don't know it now. People are so stupid. People are so fucking stupid. Is it? Are you saying it's because of religion? The freaking Republican influence oh, yeah, on that's schools. A, yeah, totally. That's that's a big part of it. Yeah, that, that that's part of it. When when you oh god, I saw something the other day. It was a creationist museum, and you know they were. It was a museum with like pseudoscience proving that like the Earth is only five or six thousand years old, and and you know that dinosaurs walked with man. And it's like there's a reason why you when you look in the, the the sedentary rock formations that you don't see fish crossing those boundaries. They really are millions and sometimes hundreds of millions of years taking place. In the, in the layers. We need it to be socially acceptable to make fun of creationists. Yeah. The the best way is just you get them to agree to the speed of light because who the fuck is going to argue against that, right? This is the speed of light. This is what it is. This is a light year. So now you're saying the universe is only 6,000 years old. So that means we've, we've already agreed upon the speed of light and thus a light year. That means that we can only... All the light we're seeing from all throughout the universe is only 6,000 years old. So that means, or, or uh, well, yeah, 6,000 years old. So that means the farthest thing we can see is only 6,000 light years away. How do you explain that that's not what we observe? Yeah, explain why can't it. we see 30,000 light years away? Why can't we see 
I think it's like 36,000. Wouldn't the explanation just be like everything else? Like, you know, well, God just put it there that way with light halfway to us. I don't think it. And, and no, because the, because if it's outside of a light a, a circle, if you draw a circle around Earth, that's six thousand light years in or, or radius, twelve thousand light years diameter or a sphere. Yeah, nothing could exist outside of that. There's nothing that could be farther away. I from I don't that. buy that. If I'm a creationist, I say, look, this thing is eighteen thousand light years away, and in the beginning, I made this thing eighteen thousand light years away, and I drew life to light two thirds of the way here. But the answer to that is we can see till we can't see anymore. We can see to the edge of time. We can see all the way back to the Big Bang, and we can see the red radiation that's left over from it. And also something that's 18,000 years light years away, its light wouldn't have gotten to us yet if the universe that isn't That presumes that the light started at the starting point in the beginning as opposed to being a ray that already extended all the way to Earth. That's not how light works. We've proven that. But no. I don't God works however God wants to work, and in the beginning, there was a ray of light that went from this star to the Earth all the way across. I have a straw argument. So I I don't think it's an argument, because no one's making the argument you're making. What they would say is is, is one of a couple of things. If you're a creationist in the point where I think that there is a possibility that maybe some um, some God, uh, that, that God said, snapped his fingers and the Big Bang started. I don't think the kind of being who can create a universe really has the same concept of time and space that I do. So, But it, this, my argument wasn't original. It wasn't what I made. It was something that I kind of adapted from what they say about the Earth. You say, like, why are all these fossil records here? And how can you explain carbon dating? And why does it make it look like, you know, that this thing is 14 million years old or however old a dinosaur is? And, uh, um, and they say, oh, well, God had it that way. God put oh, yeah. fossils in the ground that are, you know, carbon-aged to this point, and it's little tricks for us to discover and think that we're smarter than we really are. Yeah, the and people who believe that, that the Earth is only 6,000 years old, the, the, I don't know what you call it when someone believes the Bible word for word that it's all fact, um, but those people... Fundamentalists, I guess, maybe? There's literal a word for, like, literary or literal... Literalist yeah. or something. Or, yeah, yeah. Li- people, people who, who liter- have a literal... Uh, interpret the Bible of, literally. Yes, those people... Um, that's that's a different story. I, I, I can't get on board with them in any way. But they should be scoffed at publicly. So that... You know what those people are? Those are the people who don't understand sarcasm and metaphors on the Internet. <laughs> those are those guys? Yeah, because those are the guys who don't get fucking sarcasm. Come on. It, those stories are, are meant to teach you something, and they're, mo- for the most part, really good stories, and if you abide by them, you will live as a better human being. But if you pick out the nasty parts and use the, the, own, the, hate, the hate you already have in your heart, then of course you're going to become a fucking asshole. You're going to ruin the religion and ruin the world for everyone else. My mom is really religious and she watches this show and I know that I'm in trouble right now. Well, I mean, I just want to see one picture of Moses loading that T-Rex up and I'm on board. That's it. (laughs) It doesn't even have to be a Polaroid. Show me like a papyrus, you know, script or something. Show me the Dead Sea Scroll where they're like, yeah, the Velociraptors came in today. It was rough. Like, like what? (laughs) That was before God invented Polaroids. And, and and you know, I I always just kind of scoff at this because I'm like, well, they have an explanation. But I really have never heard anyone explain to me how Adam and Eve, we started with two people and there wasn't any incest. Like, where did where did Adam and Eve's sons get all these wives from? They were just, like, extra women laying around, it seems like. Wait, they claim there was no incest? I mean, I, they, 
Yeah, pretty much. It's I, I think I've heard I think I heard someone say once, you know, that, oh, there were women in the world, and I'm just like, where does it say that? <laughs> I, I um. I bet Adam and Eve's sons maybe were getting a little frisky with some of these animals uh, outside the Garden of Eden. I think Adam and Eve. So Adam and Eve had two boys, right? Cain and Abel. Yes. And then there were more kids from somewhere. Well, uh, Adam think, and Eve got it. I think, no, the Cain and Abel and Eve. That was the thing. I don't know about that. that. That's pretty horrible to say, actually. But but I think... <laughs> well, dude, if we were, where do you if think we babies come from? Cain and Abel involved in an MMF with Eve. <laughs> if we were talking about it, That's what right happened. Now. Right? It couldn't no, even be MMM. It had to be MMF. <laughs> nope. Yeah, MMF, MMF with Eve. Hardcore bisexual three-way action. <laughs> Beyond where I wanted to go with it. Completely. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bring your hate threads for what Lefty said directly yeah, to Woody. Literal interpretation of, and I, I think I know some of those people because I remember I, I had one classmate that I saw from high school I saw recently, and she's been to college. She's got a degree, and she was like, ah, I just couldn't, I couldn't do all that evolution crap they teach. And then the other day... Um, we were talking about Cosmos in like a group setting, and somebody was like, "Ah, it's just not. It's all. It's not concrete. You know, there's just not any proof." And I'm just like, "The show is about concrete proof. They like like generally they go back to the first scientist to like discover this thing and talk about how it's like a scientific law and the scientific method and how it's infallible. Like like they lay down that everything they're talking about is like is concrete and proven. And just some people you, some people are just not going to be down for it." And that's I, that's fine, I guess. But then don't speak publicly about how it's wrong or you're right. That's when I have a problem. Believe whatever the hell you want. Yeah, if you actually want to come and debate that with me, like, like, like or anyone who I'm not the one to debate about it. I'm, obviously, Neil deGrasse Tyson would be the one, or or Bill Nye, the science guy. I saw him uh, debate that creationist, uh, and they were talking about it a bunch on Reddit. It's been several months back. Mm-hmm. It yeah. never ends well. Do you guys need a whole new topic? Yeah, probably. You wake up as Hitler in the middle of World War Two. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My kind of question. <laughs> Can I, may, I go, may I go first? Go on. Um, I immediately get Churchill on the phone, and I ask him if he can coordinate a call with Truman. Or not Truman, um, Roosevelt, because it's the middle. Um, and, um, and, I, and, I, and I tell them, here's what I'm going to do. I'm pulling back from um, I'm pulling back out of France. I'm pulling back out of most of the countries I'm taking. I'm keeping fucking Poland because come on, they're, they're right next door. I want this shit, um, and I'm keeping everything. You know, I don't I don't have a globe in front of me, but I would pick a line. Um, uh, a um, what what's the word I'm looking for? The um, the lines around the earth. The, the, Latitude, the, uh, yeah, I, I would pick a point there, and I'd be like, everything north of this, I'm gonna keep. I will surrender back to the Allied forces. Everything south. Here's what I want, though. I want to destroy Stalin. Stalin's sneaky. If I if I pull back, he, he's going to turn on me. Join with me. I'll, I'll stop. I would end this whole, you know, the the whole. Um, we'll leave the Jews alone. We're we're going to keep messing. The gypsies have got to go. Obviously, I think everybody's going to be on board with that. Um, but we're going to get rid of these concentration <laughs> camps. No more of that. Restore all the Jewish people's rights. And uh, join with me. We take uh, we take out Russia. You let me keep those territories. And uh, and I'll join with you, and we'll take out Japan. Then I get to be emperor of like Eurasia, and often <laughs> most of most of Europe. Okay, I like that. I want to split China with them, though. Might as well take China too. 
in uh, Mexico. You might be biting off more than you can chew. This is kind of the mistake they made in the first place. What no, if you went the other way? <laughs> what if you said, hey, Russia, I want to be friends with you. And, uh, you know, you and I, we all hate um, gypsies. We got that in common. That's true. Let's uh, let, let's take down England. Let's keep messing with the U.S. until they give up. And uh, you and I will be buddies. And then once uh, Russia starts attacking the U.S. from the west, and that becomes like a big issue, right? Because we share that coast over there. And they're, they're freshly weakened. Then we fuck with Russia. Mm, and I rule the world. This is but like who, a this is like a Civ Five game I'm playing out in everybody's head. <laughs> like, okay, so we need to play that. Game. Is that out yet? The new Civ. Civ Five, yeah, it's out. There, there's uh, a new one. It's a new one. Yeah. Oh, like an expansion or no, a new like a one. Like it's, a new it's one. A new one. I think it takes place mostly in space. I don't know much about it. Yeah, which um, I'm not sure. I, I liked the idea of you know being on Earth with familiar civilizations. I just don't know if it's going to lend itself as well to space. It just doesn't seem like the same game. But what do I know? I'll oh. play anything, though. <laughs> the old PC. We'll see. Okay. So I, I think I have to befriend Russia so that because I think the Russians caused a huge problem. We need to befriend Russia until they're weakened by the Americans and then attack Russia. I, the Russians, we could have beaten Russia. Or I'm speaking as Hitler right now. Uh-huh. But, yeah, um, I'm with you. You know, they didn't pack any winter clothes. They let the war drag out. But Stalin was pretty much prepared to, to surrender everything west of Moscow, west, southwest. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was almost over when, when, you know, things turned, when the tide turned. If, if they had lost Stalingrad, if, if we had won Stalingrad, that was it. We but how much better would it have been? Like, it, the Americans would have beaten the Russians, and then we'd just have to take on America. After having lost all the resources, America's it took... hard to take on. America really is. Like, like I know I'm an American, so it's. it's but, but just speaking as someone with a, with a little bit of historical knowledge, and, and especially that America, World War II America was not something to be fucked with at all. It was so industrialized. It was so focused on one goal. So patriotic. You know, um, guys were signing up to go die for their country to fight the Japanese and the Germans. Americans love a good war, don't they? God, all of a sudden, like whoever's president at the time, George Bush had a 98% approval rating when he invaded Iraq, right? We didn't even have a reason. We didn't have any proof. We didn't have anything. We're like, oh, yeah, go war. (laughs) (laughs) I love my team. Let's win a war. That every time America goes to war. Let's not talk about a bad war, though. Let's let's talk about the good war. Let's talk about World War II. Totally justified, 100% good. You're gonna have a, you know, there's some bad flavors to it. Obviously, the the internment of Japanese citizens. Uh, oh yeah, that's not talked about that, a lot. That, that's a that's a real snafu. Um, mistreatment of of real um, Germans. You know, German um, German was one of the minority language spoken languages spoken in the U.S. Uh, prior to World War One, when it you know completely fell out of favor. But in world, I, I just don't think an invasion of the United States uh, in World War Two would have worked for anybody. I don't know that you have to invade the U.S. as much as you need to beat Russia and then make the U.S. stop attacking you. How do you do that? You have to do it with long-range bombers, but we're so far away. Ah, hmm. Once you take Russia, not, not you once got you to, take Russia. Yeah, you got eastern Eastern Russia. What, are you going to hit Alaska? <laughs> Good luck. You'll run out of fuel by the time you find a fucking hut, especially uh, in those days. Uh, the, even California is, is uh, you know, not that tough. Yeah, but I can sail my fleet out of eastern Russian ports, though. Exactly. Sell your fleet out of eastern Russian ports and attack western U.S. ports. 
Uh, you know, that L.A. port. Pearl Harbor Part 2. Exactly. That's what mm-hmm. you do. The Reckoning, Electric Boogaloo. I just think it was too far. I, I think it's a longer distance than, you, than you're aware of for World War II technology. They'd have to bring their fleet there, and I don't, yes. I don't know that the Russians had – I don't really hear much about the Russian naval fleet in World War II. That's a good point, actually. And I, I think they're coming from the wrong direction. I think their ports are more um, in the Atlantic. And, ah, we've got the jet stream at our backs. <laughs> yeah, I, the United States was especially then was it was pretty much invulnerable. You know, we they they never the only thing there were some Japanese uh, that landed on the Aleutian Islands and held out for a while, but uh, other than that, no, I don't. It's Didn't, been a long time since. I think there was some attacks on um, Alaska too. I'm not well, they sure. invaded a. Uh, it was the Aleutian Islands. I don't. I don't know about the the mainland of like the big oh. island, or, or the, it's not a fucking island, but the mainland of Alaska. I think it was just the the, the islands. Joe, you're Hitler in World War Two. What are you gonna do? Kill myself immediately. Uh, <laughs> don't be a puss about it. Yeah, but, then, but then Hitler takes over, and he's he's like these. We're really stepping up those Jew experiments now, boys. Hitler's not around to leash me down. <laughs> now we're getting dirty. I, I think you should. You don't, you don't think you should maybe turn the tide? I don't know. I mean, I mean, he was you were pretty screwed at that point. I mean, once you're halfway in, like, there's really no way to overcome things. You bit off way more than you could chew. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's time to get some more allies. The Italians—they're I mean, just not going to be killing enough people for you. The Italians were their allies. Mussolini—they failed. I know. They, uh, the Italian as a as a military has always had you know a big appetite and terrible teeth. They just can't do shit. Gonna give Red Skull full authority and let him take make all the tough decisions. <laughs> I think Hitler was really poised to be a great world leader if he hadn't just been the most evil person ever born. Mm. He had all the power. And he had all the technology. Like, all the tech all the tech we used to go to the moon, we stole from him. So did the Russians. They totally wouldn't have gotten that, had the first satellite, if they hadn't, you know, robbed all that technology from Germany. Same with us. We were pardoning those war criminals because they were good at building rockets. Mm-hmm. That's another dark chapter of World War II. Although, a lot of people argue about whether we should have bombed Japan or not. I think we should, we totally should have, and we did the right thing. Although we still didn't get an unconditional surrender, which is bullshit. I think we should have kept bombing them. What do you mean we didn't get an unconditional surrender? We didn't get we didn't get the emperor. The emperor stayed. The guy who started the war, the guy who made the decisions, their version of Hitler, their version of Mussolini. We don't do that anymore. Now if no. you go to war with the U.S., the first thing we do is chop your head off. Step one, new leader. Yeah, we, want, we want the main guy, right? The, the people want the main guy, but but we didn't get it in World War Two. Not from the Japanese who started the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, man. If I'm like Guatemala or something, I'm thinking about saber-rattling against the U.S., I have to know going into it, ah, oh, fuck. The first thing they do is kill me. That's how they do this stuff all the time now. Modern American war, we, we kill your president right off the start. Here's what you do if you're Hitler, though. Because you, you, you're right, Kyle. You stop the whole, you know, Jews are bad thing, and you know the the, the death camps, all that stuff. Uh, labor camps, fine. Death camps, no. That's just bad PR. You don't need that. You're already fighting a war. You don't need ultra bad PR. And also, you're you're forcing a lot of your best scientists to flee. And so, if you if you reverse on that policy, you could probably recruit recruit a few of them for your atomic project, or at least your jet project. And uh, and get that rolling. You pull Rommel out of northern Africa, give your troops the supplies in, in their eastern 
push towards Russia, and bam, you got Moscow, and you and you win that front, and you say, all right, allies, I want you can do whatever you want with Italy. I want uh, I want the oil fields. I want everything east of Baku. I want the oil fields in Baku to continue my industrial push and all in my my war machine. You can have everything else back. I just want Baku, and that'll fuel me for the next 50 or so years, and I can go do whatever I want and take over Russia. Leave me alone. You get all of Western Europe back. And he had a lot of bargaining power. You know, if I'm Hitler, you could say something like, I'll tell you what I'll do. Obviously, let's not go public with this whole thing yet with me turning on Japan. Here's their codex. Here's here's all here's their naval codes. Here's all of the here's here's where all of their tech is. Here's where to hit them. Here's where their tech. The, you know, you could you could kind of be a a national spy and just give them the goods and let them let them use it for a month before you you know started sending German battleships to Japan or something like that. I like that idea. That'd be a cool scenario. That that's why didn't Quantum Leap ever do that? Come on, Scott Bakula, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You're always going and fixing some insurance salesman's marriage. Go fix fucking World War II, asshole. Greedy son of a bitch. <laughs> Strong point. Strong point. Yeah, there you go. Whole new topic? Sure. All right. Apparently, there's a phone number at Auburn University, and they will answer any question you could ever ask. Kyle, you want to call it? I mean, I, we've got Google here. I can answer any question you could ever ask, right? But there's a human on the line. You could ask him stuff. You could ask him how to prepare for anal sex. You could ask him uh, which toads are best for licking. 100% it's just them looking up Google, Googling it, as you call <laughs> How do I do this? He's what? not going to answer topical questions. You couldn't be like, what, what's pa- Paris Hilton's dog's name? Like, but I, But I think, like, if you asked him, like... Um, you know what? What's the ratio of dark matter to uh, to matter in the universe, or something like that? You'd hear keyboard strokes pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It's an I, interesting situation. I say we do it. Going to stump the fuck out of us, and we're going to look like <laughs> dumbasses. Maybe we should spend a few minutes gathering questions. All right, we have one. Um. <laughs> um. um. I'm waiting for Joe to read the question. Maybe he has already. Yeah, I saw it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't reading it. Do it, though. Ask uh, it. You can I think Joe should ask the question. Oh, you can ask that one. You, you could ask about temperature scale disparity, and uh, you know, you could ask which one was the superior one, though that is kind of an opinion. Mm. Not really a factual knowledge type question. Mm-hmm. Might be nice to get their opinion. I say we call. Do it. We right. should totally gather questions first. All right, Kyle, do you have any questions to add? He's going to make us look like fools. All right, so... Um, Joe is I not liked, on camera. I liked my question. Um, what is the rate... Uh, Google Hangouts. Music. I know, I caught it. Mm. Of uh, dark matter to regular matter in the universe. Ah... Uh. That's not fun. I think you're stuck on Cosmos. Yeah, I'm trying to stop him. <laughs> dump him. Um, let me think. Let me I'm think. I'm thinking think. too. I'm thinking too. Uh, what is best in life? If you're best, with best the best you need an opinion on. What percentage of France's electrical power comes from nuclear energy? 
It's rather high, right? Yeah, it's like 70% something like yeah, that. That's impressive. I'm a big I'm a big proponent of nuclear energy if it's done mm-hmm. correctly. But I think you got to get out of the hands of those private corporations or at least really monitor. I guess they're doing a good job so far, right? In the US, only one real disaster. The Japanese are fucking crazy though. Yeah, but a lot of the disasters are just are just you know humans just being like, hey, let's turn off the computers right? that govern this. Let's see what when happens. You, when you hear fuck? about it, it's like it's like yeah, he, he shot himself accidentally. Well, how did it happen? Well, I'm first crushing it with the these gun, questions. I love those the questions. Safety man. off. Then he pointed at his head. Then he cocked it. Then he squ- and it's like yeah, if you do all those things, that that shit will happen. So far, I have. How do I become YouTube famous? I'd like to see them answer that. Uh, top half or bottom half mermaid. It's a classic. I'd like to see the Auburn staff tell me if black people really have bigger penises. Mm-hmm. Ask them. Uh, uh, what about what happens if I fake a nuke in Modern Warfare 2? <laughs> uh, let me think. Um, um, Kyle, you know you're doing the talking, right? Everybody wants oh. you to. Do they? Okay. Yeah. The, everyone watching right now is like, I hope Kyle does the talking. He's amazing. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Always, always with the pressure. Yeah. Always with the pressure. We need more questions. All when right. Bacon. Wait, what was Joe's? When does the narwhal bacon? <laughs> I know the I answer. I don't get it. I don't either. At midnight. Right, Joe? Yeah, you're right. It's a Reddit question. You should know that. If you, if you browse Reddit, you should know that. I'm very disappointed in both of you. <laughs> I haven't seen that ever. What yeah. the fuck is narwhal? A narwhal is that... that, uh, that, that it's like a cross between a unicorn, unicorn and a whale. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't think they're real. And occasionally I, I explain to people, like, no, they're fucking real. They're like, no. <laughs> No, the, the sea unicorn things? No, it's like cartoons. I was like, no, they're fucking real, dude. Those are animals in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I know, like, when we see the first alien life, like, people will be like, ah, fake. Fake. No. <laughs> no. No. That's that's not it. Uh, so, so far we have the first one that I can't say. Uh, what is the ratio of dark matter to regular matter in the universe? How do I become YouTube famous? Top half or bottom half mermaid? Do black people really have bigger penises? When does the narwhal bacon? I have to learn about this narwhal thing, apparently. It's like a secret handshake for Redditors. If one asks the other, you know... Is there when, some word association I'm missing or some hidden meaning? I doesn't eat, no, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. It's just, but, it's just a secret sand, handshake. It's a fucking Exactly, word. it's a secret handshake. It, 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 remember in Band of Brothers, they'd be like, thunder, and then they'd reply back, like, lightning or... Yeah, yeah, TikTok I like that. Or, I, I like to use that in PayPal. <laughs> what was it? Enemy or friendly? It was yeah. thunder, right? And yeah, it was yeah, thunder you, and flash, I think. Flash, thank you. Uh, well done. I always liked that. That that was that was and I was like, Yeah, you'd want something like that if you're running through the fucking bushes with a gun looking for Germans. Yeah, yeah people were smart even in the nineteen forties. I was like, Oh shit, I would have never like if I was putting together a war and I was like, that would never have occurred to me. Maybe we should have a special code so that we all know who's Yeah, who. even if they speak English, you know, if you're it's like, Hey, are you American? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are all American here. Duh, Come, right? we party. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Come on, boys. Come out the bushes. Uh, 
Uh, do you need more questions, Kyle? Uh, we can run with this, I guess. Um, All right. Time and safety. Uh, oh, so let me turn off the thing because sometimes it does like a type ahead and shows you my address book. There used to be text features that would do this, right? If you texted Google and stuff? I think. For information. Hi. We, so is this the number where we can call and ask questions? Yes, sir. Okay, so I've got a couple of questions. Is that okay? Yes, sir. And my other question is, do they have to be, uh, could they be topical questions or do these need to be factual questions? What do you mean, sir? What is the ratio of dark matter to regular matter in the universe? Give me one second. Sir, because it's just a hypothesized uh, thing, there's no like actual ratio. They don't even know for sure if it exists yet. It exists. We can see the, gravi- the gravitational forces. The universes are, you know, the, the galaxies are rotating around it. Okay, next question. Top hat. If you're gonna if you're gonna have sex with a mermaid, you're gonna be stuck on a uh, an island with this mermaid for let's say a year. Do you want the mermaid to be top half fish or bottom half fish? Oh man! Oh come on! That made him hang up. Well, he definitely wasn't gonna answer the penis question. Then. Yeah, I went to. I, I picked <laughs> that one because that one was gonna be a good barometer for whether black people actually do have bigger penises, or why was wings kicked off PKA or any of the. Other. When they said they'd answer any question, I thought they'd be far more open to other questions. Right? What a dick! What no, a I'm dick not happy. Call back. Call back. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. pretend we got accidentally disconnected. Yeah, we, yeah, we dark matters a hypothesis. Come on. That's bullshit. Hold on. Trying to remember how this works. There we go. Hey, buddy, they created dark matter in the Hadron Collider. <laughs> That's not even sure. Hopefully it's a different guy. It's not. About wings. Full information. Do black people really have bigger penises? Dude. (laughs) (laughs) I I think you gotta try the mermaid line again. We got someone. (laughs) It's the same guy. Was that the same guy? It didn't sound like I thought it was a different guy. Roll it again? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hang in there. Make another call. Institution of higher learning, my ass. They don't want to give out anything. Auburn University. Bastards. <laughs> I love how he's just like, dude. <laughs> These guys suck at this. I, I totally suucggest the, uh, the audience to call and ask these same questions. <laughs> All lines are busy. Please hold and your call...
DiCaprio have an Oscar yet, really? Is it because of the Jews in Hollywood? For information. So you're on this desert island, and you get to have a mermaid with you for a year. Do you want the mermaid to be top half fish or bottom half fish? I think that was the first guy. <laughs> that yeah, was, I think the it was the first guy. <laughs> Damn it. <sighs> I, got, I got a bounce, guys. All right, thanks for coming, Joe. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. See you, man. Oh. Well, you guys didn't have to answer. That was going to be my question to ask oh, the oh, guy. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I just randomly asked guys, do fake tits feel like regular tits? What's going on? I was wondering what the que- where that question came from, but I was like, oh, I can answer this one. No, no, the, the phone was dialing. I didn't want to just be speaking when if somebody picked up. Yeah, man. All right, so the Auburn uh, hotline or whatever it is. They, yeah, they say they'll try to answer any question you could ever ask, but clearly they're not down for PKA questions. That's just that's disappointing. We could do the stupid Reddit thing of uh, one horse-sized duck or a hundred oh, one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses. I think we said it backwards. I don't think we did. I no, think, no, no. Yeah, duck-sized horses. Yeah. I think it's duck-sized one duck-sized horses and horse-sized ducks. It's which one would you like? Well, maybe you have it right. I can't seem to process. But a horse-sized duck would be a, a formidable foe. But a hundred, I don't a hundred horses the size of a duck. I mean, come on, get a golf club and go to work, right? That seems easy. Horses. Maybe are... one of my weaponized golf clubs. <laughs> uh, Kyle. Yeah. The three D printed gun got a bunch of attention because people can start manufacturing guns in their house. I want one of those three D printers. How much uh, are they? Like two or three I... grand. I would be interested in playing one of those because it reminds me of the. Um, have you ever? What was that movie where Clint Eastwood was the Secret Service agent coming out of retirement, and uh, he's trying to protect the president? I've seen it. I don't recall the name of it. In, in that movie, the assassin who who was a we could call Auburn University. <laughs> yeah, right. The assassin had a gun that looks a lot like the uh, the three D printed gun, and that it's like an all plastic construction. But I think this guy had like carved it by hand and stuff. That's cool technology. I, um, I, I don't think there's anything particularly interesting, honestly, about the three D printed gun because, as you know, like you can make you can make a pre effective gun with a couple of pieces of pipe and you know basic tools. But yeah, how legal that, is that? You need. I, I don't want to say anything on the internet that might that might not apply to some location, but where I'm at, like, it, w- I'm pretty sure that without a license at all, you just have to fill out some forms and send them in, and you know, you can make your own personal gun as long as you're not selling it. Hmm. You may not even need the forms. It's just I I, I know my situation is a little different. I don't I don't know what it would be like exactly, but I've heard yeah, that. Yeah. Again, these are PKA stats, so no one keep it. Uh, no one comes to painkiller ready for legal yeah, advice. Don't go build a gun now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, no, don't do that. I thought in North Carolina that so long as it was long enough, you were set. Like you can't make your own pistol, but you can make your own shotgun, for example, or long the gun. Pistol making license is really cheap. Um, I've got one. It was like, and, and it's really stupid. It's just this one little quirk in the law where you know something with a certain barrel length is a pistol, and so I had to get a pistol making license. And it seemed like it was like twenty five dollars or something. But but yeah, if you, if you're making it for your own personal use, I think you're solid. You want to do some more research on the internet though. Yeah, but the the 3D printed guns got a lot of attention, but they're terrible, right? Don't they break after the first shot? And 
Um, yeah, I, they don't. They don't last very long. I saw that one video. Yeah, they've got a they've got a certain life expectancy depending on the materials, I guess. Um, just a few shots, but it seems to me like the kind of, especially the ones I saw were made in the form of the Liberator pistol, and that was that pistol that the U.S. would airdrop into into occupied France uh, during World War II, and it's basically um, this tiny little forty-five caliber pistol made out of sheet metal and just shit. And it cost very little money to make. It came with a couple of bullets and instructions that literally showed a cartoon of, like, approach the German officer, a German soldier, smile at him at the checkpoint, shoot him in the face, take his weapon. Now you have a real weapon. Now you have a real weapon. Like, this was an assassination weapon. Not not really. It was a a weapon to get in close because it was cheap and dirty and get yourself a real gun. and so I've seen them make it in that form, and and if you're making it in that form, then it's kind of only a one one or two use thing anyway. Hmm. But they're not going to be like printing these things out and and like selling them. Nobody's going to want a plastic fucking gun. Hmm. I saw this thing on um, American Gun Culture on HBO Real Sports. Have you seen it, Kyle? I don't or, think so. Or anybody? No. Oh man. <sighs> They basically acted like it was completely insane for kids to get into shooting sports. And, like, and you saw the kids all, like, responsibly, like, you know, handling their weapons. Uh, one guy was a really impressive shot. He had, like, um, it was a 1911, but it was a speed gun. Like, Lefty, do you know what a speed gun is? They, they have, um, pistols for competition shooting that are especially, they're especially good for staying on target. So after you pull the first one, it has like a, a less powerful shot so that it doesn't recoil too much. And, and the gun itself is designed to it, it basically the follow up shot will go right where the first shot went. You can shoot, shoot, shoot. I've never shot one. Kyle, have you ran a speed gun? Yeah. Are um, they that easy to like double tap with? Yeah. Really low recoil, really good controllability. I just linked you to like a, a, a like an image search of like the kinds of guns you're looking at. Um, like Ipsic style pistols, really customized, you know, big optics, compensators, mm. oversized grips, oversized magwells for quick changes. Yeah, so if people don't know, when you shoot a gun, it, it kind of wants to point up. Like, it, it does that. That's the way that it kicks. And if you're looking at my screen, uh, these holes in the top, that's so that when the gases escape from the barrel, it, like, pushes it back down. So when you shoot, instead of doing that, there's a, like... To compensate, there's a downward force, too, and it just kind of stays on target. And it's called and, a compensator. And it's called a compensator. So that, that's what these little holes on the top are. It, I know the people I'm talking to can't see my screen, but the people on the show can. And uh, um, also, Kyle, don't they use the, the guns a little heavier and longer? so that... Oftentimes it's lighter. Um, if, oh. if you look on a lot of these pistols, you'll see that like parts of the slide have been removed like 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 by a milling machine. So mm-hmm. they've been lightened up. And also on the slides, you'll see the slides have been cut a lot on some of them. But um, they're shape. longer, too. Like yeah. the, um, I know the Glock, the competition one. What is it, the 70, 17L and 34L? Do I have the Glock model right? They use different ones. Some people use 19, some use 17s. It's but there's weird. an, there's an L version these... that's longer for competition sometimes. Yeah, that, that'd be, yeah, that's a longer slide. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a total expert. But, but anyway, you saw these kids running the speed guns, and uh, they were hunting too. And uh, I don't know. I felt like HBO did kind of a hatchet job on shooting sports because they just were trying to convince everyone. They're like, can you believe that gun manufacturers are um, 
like gearing some of these towards kids. And they have adorable little names like the cricket and they're smaller so that kids can handle them and stuff. And then I saw it and I thought, well, yeah, of course, you know, you wouldn't want kids shooting at a grown up's rifle. <laughs> you, know, you gotta, you gotta get him a kid's rifle. Otherwise it kicks a little too hard or it's a little so wait, Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Was eight. Were they trying to, did they completely forget about the whole kids can't buy these guns thing? They can. They always do. Wait, what do you mean they can? They can? They can, yeah. It varies state to state, but they actually did a little piece on it where they had the kid go to a convenience store and try and buy beer, and everyone laughed at him. Then he went to a different store, and he tried to buy cigarettes, and everybody laughed at him. And then he went to a different store, and he tried to buy something else. I don't remember what it was. And then he walked out with a rifle. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. There's no. no that's Michael like, Moore shit. That's yeah, the Michael that's Moore. I, I, I'm getting a gun for, for opening an account. Thing. Let me. Okay. If you're a gun store, you've got a federal firearms license and you've got a book of records that you have to keep. And if and you get inspected about once a year. And if anything is wrong in the book of records where you where a firearm was transferred from your books to a to a customer and you don't have the paperwork backing that and showing how it happened legally and how the background check was done or how you inspected his carry permit, made a copy of it, and stuck it in there, pictures of him and all that shit. If you haven't done that and you can't prove you did it right, you're in a lot of shit. And a kid walking home with a gun would certainly raise some fucking red flags. <laughs> no way they sold that kid a gun. Yeah, that's, that's that seems like, you know, some, some quick, Actually, slick editing. So I did a little um, internet Googling on this thing. And the kid was 13 or 14. I'm sure of it. Um, in the show, as I as I look at the state by state minimum ages, it looks like it's eighteen for almost every state. Maine is sixteen. And that's a long gun. That would be a shotgun or a that's rifle. That's a yeah, yeah, a long gun. I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm repeating you. For people who don't know what that means, it means shotgun or rifle. Maine and Vermont are both sixteen. Everything else is eighteen or twenty one, except there's a couple of states: Michigan, Minnesota. New Mexico, a few others that don't have anything there at all. Um, but I'm I, sure there's a requirement. There's yeah, I think be. I think you're right because, like, um, Michigan, for example, it doesn't have a requirement for buying it, but you have to be 18 to like hold it to possess it. So one would guess that it's covered under that. Yeah, I don't know where this 14 year old bought a gun or 13 or 14 because. I'm looking at this thing, and, and you can't really do that. Bit of a hack job, I'd say. I mean, it... And I what's guess, so bad about teaching responsible gun ownership to a child? Oh, it's the best thing you can do. I promise you. Like, hiding the guns from kids, I, I, I strongly believe, is not the best way to prevent, you know, accidental shootings and, and any kind of shooting, for that matter. If a kid has respect for the awesome power that a gun has and how dangerous it is if it's misused, they will never grab that thing and be like, hey, Tommy, let me show you what my dad's got. Let me get his magnum out because I've seen it on Dirty Harry. No, it's not like that in real life. It's fucking scary. And, you know, keep... I, I just want to add to that. What Kyle just said is the typical thought process in the gun community. Teach your kids respect for the gun. Do it in a super authoritative way that makes them understand that this is not a joke and it's a real big deal. In my house, I do it different because Colin's not like everybody else. And... I don't think I could, like, drill in the "Hey, this isn't a joke" kind of thing. Um, you know, like I, I just, I'm just not willing to bet the safety on it. So I bet the safety on the safe. My guns are locked up. You can't, can't play with them. That's it. Um, 
if there's ever a gun in my house, it's either on my body or in my safe. And those are the only two places that they exist. So, but I, I think Kyle's strategy is pretty good for most families. It just doesn't fit mine. Yeah, my dad showed me how to unload his uh, his 357 Magnum when I was grade school still. He and just showed yeah. me, like, you know, you're, you're starting to go hang out with kids now at people's houses. And I think my friend at the time, his dad was a, a Vietnam veteran. And he had, like, a gun cabinet or something. And so he said, you know, this is my 357 Magnum. And he said, this is... You know, this is how it works, and this is how it loads and unloads. And if your buddy ever starts trying to show you guns, you say no, but if he's got it in his hand, the first thing you do when you get it in your hands is you unload it, if it's loaded. And he showed me how to do it. Um, well, the, oh, the other, th- the, like, sort of a family rule we have in our house is you can see the gun anytime you want. Anytime you want. I will drop what I'm doing. I will take it out. I'll take the bullets out, and I'll give it to you, and we'll load it up, and I'll let you put the bullets in the magazine if you like it it's not supposed to be this like hidden mystery like um i have MacGuffin in my head like that item in the movie that everyone chases after the 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 soul in pulp fiction like it that's not what it is they should be bored of it you know like yeah dad has guns in there i, I really don't care i've seen him a million times you know anytime i want to we can play with the gun um but it it's it's a kid and me type thing um, and I would probably do it like Kyle, like not hide them at all. If, uh, if I was convinced that I could like lay down the law. Yeah. In, I don't know. Even my way. House, I, don't think I would want my, my kids to be freely like getting the rifle out and just being silly with it. I get, you know, if they're getting out and cleaning it, taking it apart and that sort of thing, I guess that's different. Yeah. My, I, we had friends who did that. Like their gun case was, um, was kind of like a China closet almost, you know, it yeah. just, it had glass doors that that anyone could open up and and see the guns anytime you wanted to and uh um the kids really liked guns they had their own you know they they kept them in the gun case but they went hunting together as a family killed deers and stuff and i'd ask them questions because to me it was this like amazing thing like you know what's it feel like to shoot a shotgun they're like it hurts and sometimes you get bruises on your shoulder i'm like it hurts as i push you backwards and, and they'd say it did and uh of course these were smaller kids right they were like 10 and 12 and uh and they were a gun family and the kids were big on gun safety like I didn't, I didn't get to play with the guns I wasn't allowed and they had rules that they obeyed but and I guess that's the what I'm not saying clearly I'm not convinced mostly with Colin that I could lay down a rule that would be obeyed to the point where I'd bet his life on it so lock the safe yeah you know but I, but I, but um, I, I do believe in you know most scenarios that it's it's just it, especially if they've went been hunting. Hunting's something that I I don't know how I feel about hunting now. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I I choose not to do it because I feel sorry for the fucking animals that I'm shooting. But um, doesn't seem very fair. Uh, but I think as a kid it was a really good learning experience for especially for getting the respect for the gun and a respect for like life and death and. You know, an idea of providing for yourself. You know, we didn't. It's not like we were killing these deer and like living off of them or anything. But you know, I was like, you know, if I needed to, I'd go out and kill this deer and I could survive on it. You say hunting's not fair, but like I, I don't know exactly what the process is for whatever food with I'm deer, eating, but I'm pretty sure it's not fair. Yeah, with food, that's totally true. But but I wasn't doing it for food. That's that's what I was getting at. You know, for, oh. I was doing it for for fun. So you, I was. You kill things for sport. Yeah, totally. 
uh, on That's the only reason I kill things. That's that, that that's the only reason I ever went hunting. It was never like I'm so hungry. Let's go get some doves. It was like no, doves are really fun to shoot. Yeah, what about that damn turtle though? What's oh, he I was gonna say about it. That was one of the first things I've ever shot, only because I wanted to eat him. I would never shoot a turtle like normally because I, I like kind of like them. I told you that horror story about spearing one that time. So, I, um, yeah, that's the first time I've ever uh, ever shot something that only because I wanted to eat it. What was I gonna say? Oh, but you you told me you shot over 100 deer and maybe approaching 200 in your lifetime. Yeah, that's true. Did you eat them? We the the so what we would do is we would take them um, to someone uh, if we wanted some of the food some of the meat from them which was rare we would take them to a place that would like actually process them like a butcher uh-huh. and he'd give us back the parts we wanted and it cost like 150 bucks. But we were killing a lot of deer and you know, we were doing it for sport you know we were trying to kill a big buck whatever. And uh, and so we we would usually take him to this guy who did eat them. He like that's what he lived on. And he would skin the deer in his backyard, butcher it. Um, he would he would process it himself. And he had these big deep freezes in his basement, and that's what his family lived on. They had just hundreds of pounds of deer meat, and he'd give us a few bags of jerky, you know, for giving him the deer. And that's you know that's as close as we got to killing for food is we'd have a couple bags of jerky. Okay, but you killed for his food, kind of. Yeah, but that that totally wasn't my motivation. I was killing for the sport of, like, I can shoot a deer so fucking far away that the game warden won't even believe me when he gets here. Like, that, that was, it was a it was a fun thing to do, to challenge myself to shoot a deer as far away as I could. What did you kill a deer with, uh, the caliber? Uh, I hunted mostly with a 7mm Magnum. Uh, at the time, it, it seemed to me like a really versatile round because I loaded my own ammo, and I could have, <clears throat> I could have 100 grain bullets or maybe 110 grain bullets that were just going really fast, hollow points for smaller game, and but I could build it up and I could have like a 175 grain bullet that was a real brute of a bullet that I could shoot a bear or an elk with. It was way too much gun for me at the time. I was, I think I was 11 or 12 when I got that gun, and I didn't start loading for another year, so I was shooting 175 grain soft points as like an 11 year old. <laughs> I have a lightweight rifle, but I remember I blew the bug deflector off my dad's truck one time. Uh, I was propped up on the hood shooting a deer. It was a it was a serious rifle for a child. Hmm. <laughs> Even uh, now, like like if I was if somebody was like, "What's a deer rifle that that has some kick?" I was like, "Yeah, similar to Magnum will fucking kick you." <laughs> but it, I don't know my I don't know that caliber very well. Is it smaller or bigger than a thirty out six? Um, the bullet is. Pretty much the same size uh, when you break it down in the metrics. It's like a 290-something, .29 something or another. It's the same size bullet, a lot more powder. There's a lot more powder in the 7 millimeter. Yeah, if I had to guess. I don't have much experience with a .30-06. It, if you compare it to a 308, it's a much bigger round. Bigger than three. How does it compare to a mosin Nagant round? Similar. It's not as long, though. Okay. But a comparable amount of powder? Yeah, but the thing to keep in mind about the Mosin Nagant round is because uh, the rifles were built in the late 1800s and early 1900s, so was the technology behind that round. So the powders it uses are slower burning because at the time, you know, the pressures were an issue. So that round is not as powerful as it has oh. the potential to be if loaded in modern times. I love Mosin Nagants, man. It's one of my favorite rifles. They're really cool. Um, you can You can... You know, they're, they're like $90, if you buy them 10 at a time. You can get a crate for less than a grand. I think and mine, I think I paid 70 bucks for my Mosin. I, I, 
I, I know this is gun talk. Some people won't like it, but here, I wanted a gun that was a um, like a rebuilding project almost. So I went to the gun show thinking I would buy some cheap Mosin Nagant and that you know I would uh, I would fix it up. I'd like redo the wood finish on it, sand it, make it nice, make it look like a brand new Mosin Nagant, which to some people is a terrible thing. Like, oh, you got the patina off it. But I was like, whatever. I want it to look like new. And uh, um, so I went out. I went to the gun store. And then, not to the gun store, but the gun show. And they had so many Mosin Nagants there, all for the same price. And I'm like, I think I'd be stupid to grab a crappy one. I'll just, you know, they're all the same price. I'll grab the nicest one. And then I was like, well, darn. I... This thing doesn't even need to be fixed up. It looks great already. So yeah. my nose and the got 70 bucks. And, uh, you know, if you ever want like a, a gun that would be like a hypothetical people killer, it's what it was made for. It's a World War II yeah. gun. If, you want a if, gun that'll kill a deer? It's, it's got that times two, man. Like it, you can absolutely kill a deer with it. You'd probably kill a bear with a nose and the gun. Wouldn't be a bad choice. It wouldn't be that bad, you know. It's kind of it's an it's a full metal. You, if you especially if you had like hunting rounds that weren't full metal jacket, you know, you had a lead tip, and you can get those. Um, you don't have to buy the, the surplus ammo. Yeah, I'd shoot a fucking bear with a Mosin. Anybody who's out there who thinks that like getting into guns or gun ownership is too expensive, go to like a gun show and, and say where are the Mosin the guns. Nobody's gonna laugh at you. Be, be like, this is my first gun. I want a cheap gun. Show me a Mosin. And seriously, you can arm yourself with like. You know, you get a couple hundred rounds of ammo and a Mosin Nagant, and it's going to cost you less than a nice dinner out. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Mosin Nagants are neat. I like them a now lot. You're now you're a citizen. <laughs> <laughs> Protect your rats. That's right. Now not only are you, are, are, are you uh, enjoying all the freedoms of our country, you're, you're protecting them, potentially. Oh. Yeah, I... I... America really would be tough to invade. We are an armed population. And the thing about it is, people, a lot of the people listening to this right now be like, well, I don't have a gun. Don't worry, buddy. I've got a few. <laughs> we, the rest of us have been buying for you, you liberal fuckers. <laughs> We've been taking care of your end of the gun buying ours and China's, really. We've got plenty. Yeah. So, so when the shit hits the fan and it's like, I don't know, North Korea bans with Mexico and they're they're pouring up through Los Angeles and they're taking the whole West Coast away from us. And our, happens, and our gerbs and our jobs. And our gerbs. When that happens and you're like, yeah, it's time to take up arms and defend America, don't worry. You, we'll. I got plenty of stuff we can strap onto your Prius and we'll all fight together. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, <laughs> do you know how many guns you have? Um, no. Ballpark uh, it. A hundred. A hundred, yeah. I'm, I'm not near that. I'm ten, maybe? Uh... I, I could probably count mine, but it would take a second. But call it 10 uh, without boring everyone. Uh, you know, if things got super horrible, probably, yeah, like, yeah, I think my family can get by with six. And I'm weak yeah. sauce. And there would be an executive order, right? You know, I could totally see some president, even our, even our current one, coming online and being like, you know, it's a, it's, it's a state of emergency. You know, as you know, the North Korean EMP took out the entire West Coast grid and the Texas <laughs> grid. Um, the Paratroopers are dropping into major, major cities. If you can hear this, you are the resistance. Take up arms, arm your neighbor, America, arm your neighbors, America forever. May God bless us all. If you hear that coming on board, yeah, we're just gonna hand out guns and ammo. We're all gonna fight. But if it's <laughs> like the bad zombie times, then then the humans are the enemy. I, I liked so the the scenario that you're talking about is one that 
there are a lot of people who daydream of constantly, like, oh my god, I hope there's a war on American soil. That would be the coolest thing. And and to me, a lot of it has to do with their lack of success in the current, like the real life world, right? Like, you know, you don't see like millionaires on Wall Street saying, oh, I hope there's a war. No, those guys are happy. Like, let's just keep things right like they are. You know, you don't see actors and athletes or whoever's at the top of society doing that. It's always some guy who's like, you know, making Dixie cups at the factory. I don't know about that. So <laughs> I think you're close, but you missed it by a little. Okay. I think it's the kind of guy who feels like he was born in the wrong era. I feel like it's a guy who, for whatever reason, has a set of attributes, talents, skills, mindset, whatever, that, you know what, I don't really fit into this modern day-to-day lifestyle. I'm, 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 I'm kind of an asshole, but... Back 200 years ago, I'd have kind of run things around here. I could have gotten some traction. I think there's a lot of guys. Like I think that that's pretty like close to what I was saying, though. Yeah, but it's okay. I like my way better. <laughs> All right, I'll accept your <laughs> way. I think it's a guy who feels like like they're just not thriving in what's happening, and this fantasy world where like anarchy reigns is where they would do much better, and. Uh, uh, and they just can't wait, which is why I personally, whenever I justify like my firearms or stuff, it's like it's for zombies. F it, yeah. I I am not justifying. I'm a zombie guy. You know? Oh, oh why do I need an assault rifle? Zombies. There you go. And it, it it I feel like I'm less of a kook saying I buy them for zombies than I do for North Koreans. I don't know, man. <laughs> Have you seen Red Dawn? I've seen both versions of Red Dawn. <laughs> Wolverines! <laughs> They're both awful. They are yeah. both yeah, awful. Yeah, they really are, right? What's with the big deal? Well, everybody acts like that first one was like a cult classic, but it does not fit my criteria of a cult classic. It's yeah, really yeah, People actually have to like it in order for it to be a cult classic. I yeah, yeah, loved Red Dawn. The Last Starfighter is a cult classic. Huh. Red Dawn sucks. I love the first Red Dawn when I saw it as a teenager, and I daydreamed about actually being those people. It was at a time when I thought, like, yeah, that all seems like a realistic series of events. That's what I would have done, too. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then I saw the original as an adult, and I've seen the new one as an adult, and it's like, oh, no, 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 no. It. Children would be murdered by the invading Russians or North Korea. Exactly. Oh, are you a problem? You would get sniped. You know, mm-hmm. like you're living off the woods, starting fires in you know to keep yourself warm in the snow. You're insta found, dude. It's not yeah. hard. They've got thermal and helicopters. Yeah, they would find you in a heartbeat, you. and you'd be like the moment that you were a thorn in, in their side, the army would just wipe you out. They would have to blend in with the regular populace. That's the only way that like the, the French did, work. or like the Iraqis did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would have like to... we did. <laughs> yeah, for we, a while. The Vietnamese. When we, were, when we were fighting the Revolutionary War, we were just, you know, regular looking farmers that showed up to take your shit. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I, guess, I, I mean, I, I don't know exactly. I'm not enough of a his, history buff, like in terms of like occupation, like how much occupying of developed cities there were and underground resistances during the Revolution. So I guess it's not really. They didn't really. You guys had much better. They just burnt cities at that time. They burnt it. Uh, Sherman marched through Atlanta and burnt the whole city down. That was the Civil War, though. He's talking about the Revolutionary War. Oh, I thought he said Civil. My bad. 
No. Did you say Civil War? I, I, I thought I said Revolutionary. I was yeah, thinking yeah. Revolutionary War. Okay, my bad. Civil. But, um, maybe. I like war. War's fun to study. <laughs> You're a big like, fan, it, it, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a fan of like the horrors of war and the reality of it, but studying it from a historical standpoint and looking at like those major decisions that these world leaders had to make that would affect everything from that point forward. You know, you, decisions like that don't come around too often, mm-hmm. but those decisions were put up against these men like Stalin and Hitler and Hirohito and um, um, Roosevelt. And um, um, Kyle, you're a history buff. Do you think uh, the the Pearl Harbor wasn't a wasn't a sneak attack. Have you heard anything about that? What are your views on it? I think that they, um, I think they may have let it happen. Uh, really? I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of strong evidence to suggest that it was at least, at least at some degree, what you know, they knew that there was a, a serious threat there, and they were like, you know, oh well. It, it, I think they let it happen. I don't think it was a coordinated thing where they were like, hey, Japan hit us, but I think they knew it was coming. Uh, most likely, and they were like, you know, well, that'll get us into this war. We need to be in this war, and they let it happen. All right. Yeah. I, I just wanted to know. You know I've what? I just evidence. I just got a text. You know Dan from Painkiller already. Uh huh. He's sending out wedding invitations this weekend. Oh wow! Yeah. Congratulations. So uh, I yeah. met her. She's really nice. Uh, he met this woman. She's pretty. She's fit. She's nice. She looks like Snow White to me. And uh, um, they've been together for, I guess, about a year and a half-ish. And they're getting married. And uh, my opinion on the, the length is that a year and a half is kind of quick if you're young. Like, if you're 19 to 24 and you're kind of figuring out who you are as an adult and, like... You know, if you're watching this and you're 17, think about how different you are from when you were 14, right? You just like you've just gone through a lot of changes in your life. When you're 19, not as extreme, but you'll be a much different person at 22 yet again. You know, even though it's just three years, you're still changing and growing up and figuring out who you are and you know what you think of the world and and you know your your situation changes a lot you know when you go from high school to college or when you go from college to what I'll call the real world and that situation might impact who you are and i think it's smart to be stable in who you are before you decide to get married dan i think he's 43 something like that that's a good guess uh he knows who he is and so does she and a year and a half i think is awesome you know, yeah. What he's supposed to wait till he's fifty? You know, six years together? Or something? No, 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 no. They know who they are and, and what they're looking for, and they're, uh, you know, and if it's a fit, it doesn't take ten years to figure that out. So the important question is: Are you going to vlog the wedding? <laughs> are you going to pull like a Michael Scott and be like vlogging the wedding? We're here. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could. I want you doing a walking vlog down the aisle that yeah. they have set up. Like with your little get a GoPro on the camera. camera. Get a GoPro on the ring girl. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, he has four daughters, and I think she has two kids. So they've got like a, a full-on Brady bunch going on there. Oh, so wait, they haven't been saving themselves? I don't know. It's a second marriage. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know yeah, if I, can, I don't know if I can get behind. Uh, Speaking of judgment. 
judgments about about marriage. What, what, what do you think about the new pope? That guy's awesome, right? Every t- everything I hear about that guy, he's always being more tolerant and more accepting and and just more hip and cool with the the way the world is. To me, he's awesome on the scale of popes, right? So like best pope in memory, best pope in memory, sub average person, right? What he's a pope. <laughs> but like uh you know he's not saying like he hasn't reversed his stance on like for example uh prophylactics what am I like condoms I'll just say look, condoms, look, this guy can't, he can't go straight after condoms okay um yeah he can he's the pope he can do anything he wants I, I don't think so. I think he may come with something like that because he's got to have some common sense. I, I bet he is pro that, but he he can't come with that right now. But common sense? There are people in Africa dying. Dying of AIDS. All he would have to do is say it's okay. All I he would I've, have to do. I think I said it before on the show, but those people have been dying for a long time. Why aren't they all dead yet? <laughs> like I've been hearing about all those poor Africans dying for years and years. You might and... not know this activity also leads to more people. Yeah, but you wouldn't think they'd be able to sustain that for this long. <laughs> so, it, like, if I was Pope, right away, suddenly there wouldn't be all this gay hate stuff. I'd be like, you know what? Let's start treating gay people like real people. You know, quotes. Uh, and and let them fall in love and and have you know birthrights and visit each other when they're sick in the hospital and you know have the same default um you know like uh, privileges in in the will upon death and let's start treating their marriages like their real marriage that's what i would do let's let's back off on the whole birth control thing let's um you know if i was pope i think i would bring a little more common sense and tolerance to it i think he is i think he i I think the It's like he nudges that way. You know, like, what no, do you think of gay I, people? Who am I to judge? He, he yeah, told a woman that, who had been but, divorced the other day that she could take communion. That like that doesn't sound like a big thing to you, but I think it's because you. Well, I wasn't either, but but we, the Catholic religion is a really strict religion. For him to, to tell this woman that it's okay for her to have communion when she's been divorced is a big deal in his world. I, I don't think he can come right out of the gates and be like, you know, we're, we're okay with homosexuality 100%. We're okay with, with birth control 100%. Which but, is why I would make a better pope. You might get th- you you might get thrown out as pope. You, you can't throw me out. I'm the goddamn pope. <laughs> they threw out Joseph Ratzinger pretty quick. Yeah, threw man. Out on his ass. They'll Wait. put you out. They'll be like, oh, you're, you're looking pretty. Is he pretty, the previous uh, pope? Yeah, he was Benedict. Yeah, you're not looking so hot. They didn't hot throw days, him right? out. He retired. Yeah, yeah for medical they, reasons. It was a get the GTFO. Yeah, he was a placeholder. You're old and curmudgeon-y, and there's this guy. He's really awesome. And I'll tell you what. Good, solid prospect. The Vatican better be getting hip because they've been fucking little boys for far too long. <sighs> That's a thing, too. I, well, I guess I don't know. No. They don't get any slack on that. It's not like we're having one. I wasn't giving them slack. I was saying, I know you weren't. I'm is sorry. the Pope doing enough for it? Like, no, he's not doing enough there. That he's apologized, and I think I, I think he is like he's apologized, and he offers no quarter. I want really strict. They need to be fucking the the, the Vatican needs to be laying down some old school biblical punishments on those guys. They need to say no, no, no. We 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 didn't turn him out into the police, and they're like, what? The Pope's protecting the child molester? Actually, we have him here. 
Crucified! <laughs> I like right that. Yeah. Like, they crucify, like, like, like you know, the, yeah, the, right. the cardinal of the community or something. That, that, I like the way you're headed on that. You know, Pope Woody didn't turn him over to the police? All right. Here's he his has body. his own brand of justice. <laughs> no, I'll turn him over, like, you know, after he's dead. Here's his body. He's in the Vatican gulag. Yeah. That one. He's underneath. The Vatican has him now. There's no. And you know we joke about that, but you don't have to go. You only have to go back about 500 years, less than 500 years, to find a time when the Vatican was scary as fuck. Have you guys been there? I would there? rather have the Nazis after me than the Vatican in the 1500s. Dude, the they Vatican's would awesome. You. They they would they would put the screws to you literally, peel your skin, flay you. To make you confess to being a fucking witch and burn you, and they and they, I, I've heard it purported that one of the reasons that there are so many unattractive women in that part of the world is because they basically systematically killed all the hot girls. Because if you were an old crone in the village, you'd be really quick to say that you know Stacy doesn't have pimples because she's a witch. <laughs> and they took that shit serious. Like some guys would come with power, they think Stacy was hot. And they'd want to like torture her or get her naked, and they would, and she confessed, and they'd burn her. All that, all that done in the in the name of God, huh? In the name of God, yeah. So and that, God? That, that's 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 how the Vatican used to roll. So I want you to just roll a little bit of that uh, that that fire up, and and bring it bring it to your own doorstep to some of these guys fucking boys for decades. Mm-hmm. You know that South Park episode? They 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 suggest that you know everybody's in on the boy fucking, and, and you know of course that's ridiculous, <laughs> you know. But you're like, wait a minute, there's so many of these high-ranking members fucking little boys that, is that really that far out of reach? Maybe it's not the entire group of everyone in the potpourri, but maybe it's, you know, maybe there's like 40 high-ranking members who get together and fuck little boys together. Yeah, it's it's like a problem you know is going on that you don't want to talk about. Yeah. I, you know that, what's that, going on, you're probably not partaking in it, but you, you think know it's still happening? happening? I haven't heard about it in ages. I, I don't, I, I don't know. It's hard to say if it's still happening, but it definitely happened for a long time at a systematic level, it seems to me. It seems like there's almost coordination. Yeah, they, so had a, many. they had a plan on how to deal with that kind of stuff. And, and I think it's something that's Benedict been a part of the church. Helped. I think it's been part of the church for centuries. I think it's, I think it's always been a part of the church. Well, Kyle, you can't reverse your position on these long-standing things, you know, 180 degrees overnight. You just got to say <laughs> first, like, you know, we're not in favor of anal sex with kids and then eventually oh. work your way towards not having sex at all. Look, it, there's a big difference between bugger in your <laughs> choir boy and and saying that, no, it's just wrong to wear a condom because it says it here. It's, it's, there's a big difference between... One hurts, the other kills? One the hurts, the other allows you to to your own devices. I I don't know. I just I think there's a lot that can be. It's like think of it this way. It's like outlawing don't... DDT because maybe somewhere some eggs got thin a little bit. Some eggshells got thin. So now all of a sudden thousands of people have to die of malaria again, even though we had effectively solved the problem with DDT. We've, we have honed creating condoms to the point where, you know, it's no longer, it, it won't get you pregnant. It's like, we're so good at this, you'll forget you're wearing it. And, I mean, you won't, but, uh, <laughs> but, People have stopped worrying about. Oh, are there like really microscopic holes in this that I'm I'm still going to get impregnant? No, 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 no. But still, 
we're, we're, they are handcuffing a whole group of people that they've effectively brainwashed, and they're allowing them to die of diseases that they can prevent from spreading. And they won't do it because I don't know why, and it just doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of that goes in the goes on in the world, but I, I just have a hard time feeling sorry for the people who are so religious they won't put a condom on in an AIDS-infested whorehouse. That, to me, seems like the kind of person I don't want hanging around too long. That's, you know what, that's a... It's a God-fearing person. I bet, that, I bet that guy also believes the Earth is 6,000 years old. So enjoy your AIDS, sir. <laughs> oh, God. You know, don't let the doctor okay. treat you, because God yeah. it's God's plan. Yeah, you don't want that... Uh, that Who's the who's the basketball player who has AIDS? He's been Magic Johnson. Magic, Magic Johnson. Yeah, you don't want any of that Magic Johnson medicine. That no, you, no, no, no. You do want that because you'll be around for fucking ever, right? You do. Uh, he want looks that better. Than, he looks better than Jordan. <laughs> 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 They're like the same fucking age, I think. Magic's probably older by five years. He looks. He still looks good. He and he looks healthy. He looks like he could still play some ball. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google their ages. I think he might be older. I bet he's 50. No, they were, 50. for a while there, early in, in uh, Jordan's career, it was Magic Jordan. That was the big deal. I and just they're, they're have big. in my head that their ages are further apart, but I'm not betting the, the house on it. You, yeah, you remember how he left the league, right? It was kind of in disgrace over the over the thing. There were a lot of players who wouldn't play with him, and Jordan kind of sided with them. He was like, you know, I understand. Oh, no, 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 no. I, no. Actually, I'm, not Jordan Rose. Is a is a uh, was best friends with Magic Johnson Johnson, and when the news broke, he was besides himself with grief when it when Magic Johnson announced that he was HIV positive. Oh, I'm talking about when Johnson left the league, though, and because even though a doctor had had said, you know, there's no way anybody's going to get AIDS out here on this basketball court, mm. but there had been a couple of cases where something funny had happened, someone had contracted AIDS in a in a really ambiguous way. And and uh, they basically, you know, all the players were like, you know, we don't want to play with Magic. And Jordan had, I heard him, I heard his words, I heard the quote. He said something like, you know, I support his decision, I understand it, and something like that. And it almost seemed like he should have been like, I'd still play with him. Yeah. Um. If people didn't get it, like it, people thought, now people know, like you can't get AIDS through kissing, you can't get AIDS through sharing a glass of water and things like that. But back when AIDS was first happening, people didn't understand that. You know, they. They weren't exactly sure how it was transmitted. Every so often, it might be someone who didn't admit to it. Like maybe someone's doing IV drugs, or um, they're having uh, like unprotected sex, but they say they're not, and they're like, "Well, there was this one time I shared a drink, you know, with somebody." And like, it just you know, they don't know exactly how they got it, possibly because the guy was a liar. Um, but oh, I looked up the age by the way. MJ is fifty-four. Uh, they're both MJ, aren't they? Johnson's 54 and Jordan's 51. I didn't realize how close they were. Hmm. All really, yeah, but, but, really rich. Yeah, I, I wonder how much money. I would like, that's the interview that I'd like to see on like Stern or, or like, anyone, some great interviewer. I'd like to see them talk to that guy. Because I want to know like how much of his own money has went into funding his his medical help. Um, and, and how he's done it. Like, what, what mix is he on? What's what's he taking? What does he do? What does he eat? How was this guy, like, he's had AIDS since the 80s. Yeah, it was a death sentence when Magic Johnson got AIDS. Nobody yeah. survived. Have, have have any of you seen the Dallas Buyers Club with Matthew McConaughey? No. Uh, no. 
It's excellent. So he, McConaughey won the uh, best uh, uh, best actor Oscar this year, and um, uh, Jared Leto plays a transsexual, and she's like his friend, and uh, and I think he was nominated for an Oscar, and I think it was also I think he may have won the Oscar for best makeup. I know their makeup budget was like two hundred fifty dollars, like it was somebody's credit card because it was a low budget movie. But it's about a guy um, who gets AIDS in the eighties through, I think it was drugs. I think it was IV drugs. And everybody thinks he's gay, and they're accusing him of being gay, and he's like this tough cowboy guy, and he has to befriend all these homosexuals with AIDS because those are the only people who will have anything to do with him. And he ends up trafficking drugs from Mexico and extending these people's lives far beyond what the hospitals can do because the drugs the hospitals are, like, pumping out and the FDA is, like, rush approving are actually making the AIDS worse and killing people. It's a true story. It's really good. Huh. But his way of getting around practicing medicine without a license was he started something called the Dallas Buyers Club. So you give this guy $400 a week to be in his club, and he'll give you medicine. I like and it. And sometimes, sometimes ass implants with, with fix it <laughs> as garage. Yeah, with fix a flat. With fix a flat. Nice. Uh, um, wild card? Yep. All right, let's wrap it there.